Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Eminem drops a surprise record that includes a song for the Venom movie. Entertainment Weekly gives us our first look at the Captain Marvel movie. Get ready for a lot more comic book movies in 2019. And Shane Black's The Predator movie gets a little too literal. Somebody touch my spaghetti! Plus, listener, you may or may not have heard of the term comics gate floating around the interwebs. We break down this confusing, controversial movement, what it is and how it all got started. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, September 6th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Oh yeah, that's right, we're here, welcome listener, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast where we deliver comic book and superhero tv and movie news reviews and whatever we choose nerd. my name is imran my name is anthony he is the jock he's the nerd and he's the rug boy what's up rugsy i choose charleston shoes oh you like to choose charleston choo choo those i love charleston shoes they would break your teeth yes i like that that's why yeah, i only yeah. have six of them Yes, you have to buy. You don't know Charleston Chews, Anthony? It was a little tiny. You didn't you ever go trick or treating? Yeah, but I don't. You never got Charleston chocolate? Chews? Yeah. No, uh, I see. I don't eat chocolate. Oh, he doesn't eat chocolate. You could buy the little nickel candy sized ones at the pharmacy back when we had. Now I realize why Anthony is the way he is. He doesn't like chocolate. He's missing out on one of the world's most amazing things. <laughs> I don't know how we're even friends, Anthony. You know, like fucking chocolate. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Christ. You're going to tell me you don't like vagina. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, what else don't you like? I mean, it's, 20, it's 2018. It's 2018. <laughs> I don't have to like vagina. Anymore. That's true. That's no, true. You, you can prefer you can, vagina. If you you, can, you yeah. can like. Or both. All, exactly. Or both. All sides, every or sides. Or, or none. Or none. Yeah. That's a thing, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, it's Every, Everyone can do whatever they want. Uh, if you are a new listener, boy, we got a lot of things to talk about this episode. You're going to want to check out the show notes for this episode. You can find them at jockandnerd.com slash 238. We'll have links to everything we talk about in this episode. Videos, uh, images, links, how to subscribe to get in touch with the show. Fellas, let's hit it. We got a lot to discuss. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Boy, it's been a crazy week after a little bit. Of, Has it been? I, yeah, but with uh, Eminem drops a surprise album. Uh, okay. We got Ke- we got white rapper. Just him being angry. Him being white rapper beefs are created uh, back and forth. Uh, Captain Marvel photos. And then people just uh, destroying very expensive Nike apparel while it's still on them. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> hell is going on. Why are you putting letting your shoes on fire while you're still wearing it? Oh, shit. What? I just went and bought more Nikes. Good. What kind of insanity is this? You can stand Anybody them over. calls them Nikes? No. Nike. You don't call them Nikes? No. 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 Yeah, we all I, decided. Heard, well, I think I've heard. A few people, but not I've heard like some consistently. Old people yeah. call them Nikes. That's when you know you're with an old dude. Nikes. You gotta buy some Nikes. <laughs> what are those Nikes? They're that old. They're wearing Chucks. 
Yeah. Uh, Those are good too. Which I believe uh, Nike also owns Converse. Do they own? Do I they own think Converse? so. So oh, shit. You're you're fucked either way, uh, angry people. Uh, no, look. Let's start with Venom and Eminem. <laughs> and that's fun to <laughs> say. Just say that five times. Venom and Eminem and Venom, dude. This uh, album. Uh, if you listen to our post show on Patreon. Uh, he had put out a little clip of he's dropping a Venom track on this album. And then literally that night, the next day, surprise album. Oh, shit. Kamikaze from Eminem with a, a cover that's a tribute to License to Ill Beastie Boys. Has a Venom song on there. And boy, have you guys, first of all, has anybody listened to this album? What is the what is the uh, Venom song? The Fall? Uh, no, here's what's the funniest thing. It's the last track on the album. The song is actually called Venom Music from the Motion Picture. Oh, I didn't. I never heard that. I heard the other songs, but not that one. I, 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 let me be honest. The Venom track is the my least favorite song on this album. And uh, the, the chorus is just like, gonna get my Venom, Venom, Venom. It's a little catchy, but let's just start there. Venom. I mean, the beat is is kind of it's okay. It's like it's something that would fit in an action movie. Yeah, it's a catchy song, and it's got your uh, uh, obligatory Marvel and Eddie Brock mention at the very end. Doesn't really like tie into like the movie too much. Just he's talking yeah. about his Venom. But look, we have a movie that that reeks of early two thousands throwback era with a, right. uh, an Eminem song that also kind of reeks of uh, Eminem ten years ago. Is this a perfect pairing? Are they doing this on I purpose? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't consider Eminem like completely irrelevant. No, no, no. He's and we'll still get relevant. He's, yeah. he's yeah. still what I mean. One of the one of the better one of the better rappers of the of the as, as far as rhyming and rhythmic and matching and creating like phrases that kind of call back to itself. Like he's a genius in that way. Um, well, and, and and influence. Yeah, he has, So yeah. I don't think he's irrelevant. No. But you say that he barely mentions Venom in this song, right? Yeah, it's just, it's like, kind of get my Venom. The line's like something, oh. uh, Marvel at that, uh, Eddie Brock so is a suit on you. He mentions Venom less than Mike Rips in his, most of his songs. Uh, and, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Speaking of Mike Rips, like, <laughs> he would have been the perfect dude to tap for the Venom soundtrack. Yeah, I another was, missed opportunity totally for Mike Rips. Totally missed. That's a big fuck up. That's a big fuck up right there. Tony, you should have went to Mike Rips. So, Eminem and Venom, like, so one thing, think about, like, the Black Panther soundtrack and how it was really topical and contemporary Kendrick Lamar. Uh, is this, Does this feel the same way to you guys? Do you really have any hope for a Venom soundtrack? No. Like, it's going to be good. Yeah. What, what no. are, like, what do you mean? No. How is this going to be topical and it's not. It, it, related to Venom? Like, if the movie was about, I don't know, the... Uh, the extremist version, you know, like the the black and white uh, ways we are right now, yeah, the the, yeah. the ways we just shout out, <laughs> uh, you know, make condemn people the right away. The rage is there. Yeah, the rage, yeah. the, the the political divide. The, the then maybe, but Venom's not about that. No, no. so it's really interesting. Like that, I'll, Venom's that, got nothing to yeah, say. What's relevant about Venom? Nothing. No, <laughs> that's the problem. This movie is coming to us from two thousand and four time machine. Like, Unless yeah. Venom is a like hyperbole for or a metaphor for. The amount of venom Who being knows? spewed on social media. Yeah, I mean, I, they'll probably just play this song over the credits at the end of the fucking song. But it's a lot like that, the, you movie, know, you the, the, the movie. The sorry, the movie. but yeah. it's a lot like you know that how they used to make soundtracks for movies in the early two thousands. Like it was like, yeah, no, that do, that you know? does remind me of yeah. where you get a famous person, right? Yeah, you get like P Diddy singing about Godzilla, and then you just right. throw it over the credits at the end. Boom, there's your thing. 
All right, but let's talk about this album because I kind of got obsessed with this album this last week. What you guys were saying, uh, he boy, is M still relevant? At first, when I listened to this, like the first song, it starts out with him going, I want to punch the fucking world in the face, right? Yeah. My instant reaction was like, bro, you are a 46-year-old white man who's who's made a lot of money. Uh, I, this this kind of sentiment is a little confusing. 45. Four, he's 45, right? So it seems a little like, really, bro? Like, it's a little dated. But let me tell you this. I've, I I spent time with this album. Remember we talked about when's the, la- when's the last time you bought an album? I fucking bought this album. Why? Because I re- You I've, could have easily streamed it. No, I did. I listened to it on Spotify, but I wanted to have it so I could have it in the car because the Spotify only works on the computer. Uh, I, oh my God. The, listen, your car is awful. Dude, the more. an aux cord. No, but then I don't want to pay 10 bucks a month for Spotify. I'd rather just pay 10 bucks one time right. and get the album. Yeah, I mean, like, I was, like, very skeptical that I was going to even enjoy listening to right? any of this. Yep, me too. And then. The thing that I did that really made it even better yeah. is that after I listened to it and I was kind of like, oh, this is impressive. Like, the, he's really still on his game when it comes to rhyming yes. and, and, and that whole thing. I put on, like, uh, people reviewing the album, like yeah. hip-hop people, like, yeah. re- like listening to it for the first time. And it was like they were watching like a world star hip hop fight. Oh They're my like, god! Oh shit! Like every every yep, they had yep. to, they had to pause it and like yep. digest it, yeah. and then just oh my! And they were like so impressed. So I'm like, okay, it's not just me. No, it's like yeah. a lot of people are thinking the same things that I'm thinking. Like these guys going hard. Oh, he and, is going hard. It is is M is Eminem back? At first, I was like, oh, he's trying to stay relevant. Uh, let me ask you this: Is is Slim Shady back? Yes or no? I don't know. I mean, I think that he did a great job with this album as far as the art, the artistry of rhyming. I don't know if it's it's not meant to be a club banger or on the charts. It's yeah. meant to be like this is a message to all the assholes that are making rap. It's a, it has it's nothing a, to do yep, with commercial yep, yep. success. It's a response to the and it's what Eminem does best. A response to the state of rap music, uh, you know, around him. But, dude, I watched a couple of videos where they broke down. All the disses. M is one of the fiercest fucking diss guys in hip hop. This is like Ice Cube, no Vaseline level of dissing. He goes after fucking everybody, dude. For every mumble rapper, little pump, little yachty, even Drake, MGK, uh, Joe Budden. And I feel like part of this is like pro wrestling. This is like watching yeah, a the superhero fight. Machine Gun Kelly response video was pretty savage. Oh my I mean, God. He yes. went for a whole entire song. Yes. So the next day and I see this. Well, let me answer that question yes. about there's irrelevant. Yes. Um, as Brug Boy said, I don't think he's relevant with this album in terms of getting on the radio. I, that doesn't matter to him. He's but, clearly. Yeah. Well, but there's enough discussion as a, as a mainstream fan like myself, yep. there's enough discussion yep. around the fact that his album is full of so many disses yeah. that that's what it, he, he has made himself relevant in the fact that people are talking about this is and the diss response tracks. And then is he going to come back with something? That's what's getting people excited. It's fucking so entertaining. Like I was uh, trying to yeah, do. He basically is, is his own Twitter. Right. <laughs> yeah, just coming out of his mouth. I was trying to do research for Comic Skate for the second half of the show, and then I got keep getting distracted by response videos. To the, I was like, oh, I gotta watch this. So the MGK response video. I'll put this link in the show notes if you haven't heard it. Uh, what he said was like a lot of things that I thought about initially when I listened to the album. He was saying that in the thing, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then, but then the more I listened to the album, holy shit, is it lyrically incredible? He go, he has specific disses to things from like from last year, from like eight years ago. 
uh, MGK. MGK. Oh no, Eminem in in yeah. Kamikaze has so many specific disses to so many people. Well, what Machine Gun Kelly did was um, he spent the whole song, so he had a lot of room to breathe. Yeah, and so he could kind of you know stretch out his thoughts. At the, but Eminem just was doing precise like yes, yes. fucking strikes, like sending the missile in and boom, lyrical and assassin, and he'd move on, yes. and then he'd move on to another guy. Yes. And just, and just like cut right to it. So, I mean, the look, I really, why I love the album, like there's like three relationship songs on there that are all right. Uh, but the, there's like six really good fucking tracks on this album. Uh, and, and that, that to me, it makes it a good album. I'm fucking buying it. There's a great song about D12, his old band. I'm buying it. Talking to him. You are ridiculous. Dude, the fall. Of course, Kamikaze Anthony, of course is going to buy it. I thought, I, <laughs> I love, he's going to buy it. it. I love it. But I actually he's bought an album. Chill for anything. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I'm, not say, I'm, I'm not hating on the fact that he likes it. I'm just saying, you're buying albums? I didn't buy his last <laughs> album. I and, know, but uh, you, you could easily get all the music at your fingertips. I don't know why. I, just, I wanted to... Look, that's the difference between the old people yes, and the young people. Yes. We want to buy things. I wanted to support MJ yes. because I fucking hate mumble rap too. I'm supporting you, bro, in your message against fucking You've mumble said rap. bro more times Bruh. in this podcast already. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Than you ever said. Bro count Just because we're talking about Eminem. Yo, bro. Bra. Yeah, I'll, I'll switch to bra. Is that any better? <laughs> uh, wait. So here's my question about the MGK response video. Uh, he so in a day he had time to record a song, write a song, shoot a video for it. Uh, uh, some yeah. of this seems no MGK Machine and Kelly. Well, I know. I'm saying yeah. Uh, that, so it's some of this seems a little like look, convenient. First off, let me give props to MGK. Eminem's yeah. one of the best rappers, and he comes right back at him. Yeah, dude. And I kind of agree in the, one of the, some of the points. Like, why are you going after like 20 year old rappers that are like under you? Like, really? Uh, this, this they're getting under your skin, but clearly they are. But he, but he's fucking, he's so brutal on this. It's great. He's st- still one of the greatest. M is. Uh, I can't wait. So apparently, he's working on a response well, to MGK. Well, I, li- I like MGK's points of like, dude, you've made a shit ton of money. Yeah, you're why still, are you so bitter? Exactly. Like everyone loves you and relax. you're still mad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the the angry act from 2000, 2001. You're you're not that guy anymore. Right. Unless you, and if you really are that guy, then it's sad. The only thing that I don't like about Eminem is that he dyes his beard. <laughs> he does dark like there's no way he's 46 years old and he's got yeah, like fucking the fucking beard. darkest beard on silver earth. hair so yeah. i totally agree with that sentiment too anthony but at the same time this They're is what making good points th- yeah he, this is what eminem's really good at this is what the slim shady well, is really good at and he this brings is it. this at its core this is hip-hop yep it's yep. you get in front of each other and you yep. fucking Battle it out. Rap battles, man. And we haven't had a good rap beef in, in a long time. Uh, the funniest part is like people are confused why he's going after Drake. Oh, shit. Like they were friends and all of a sudden he's yeah, just. They, they did. They, not, they were like they did work on. They w- yeah. So he's calling out Drake for being having a ghostwriter. And then he calls out. Well, that's that's an old. That's yeah. A, like yeah. everyone says that. Shit. OK. OK. So that, I mean, I'm saying I'm yeah. saying like that's a that's a common when you, thing. When you, if yeah. you attack Drake, you yeah. go right after the fact that. He's not black enough. He's Canadian. Right. He's a, has a fucking He's ghost. soft writer. or whatever. Yeah. Right. right. That's, uh, your, that's your stick if you go after Drew. I love some of the bits where he does like the Migos flow and this flow and trap beats and kind of like does it better and shows them that like anybody can fucking do this. And I'm going to fucking. What song is that? Uh, it's, a, it's, I can't remember. The, I didn't the, listen to all the songs. The first so. three are really good. Kamikaze, Fall. There's a lot of disses on Fall. And he just put out a video. But even the uh, video for uh, Fall the, seems uh, a little dated. 
The one I think he's talking about, a uh, lucky you. Oh, lucky you! Yeah, that's a real. That's you oh, gotta okay. read the lyrics of these, man. They are. They're, it's amazing what what he's put together. So. I saw something on the internet from that was pointed out by my friend Rex, who's been on the show. Yes, um, he said that there's a lot of, or there's you know people are wondering why Eminem hasn't responded to the responses, right? Um, and something along the lines of one of his producers was like, Oh, he's working uh, on it. He's waiting. Yep, yep. And he's like, have you seen the Avengers? Remember when Thanos yes. took on everybody at the end and demolished? Yep. Basically. That's what dude. M is Thanos is with do. throwing a planet at all these rappers. <laughs> Joe Budden on his podcast. He went after Joe Budden. Yes. They, they used, he was on his label or yeah, something. Right? Joe yeah. Budden in his podcast. And there's a clip going, I've been better than you for this whole decade. Motherfucker. He's like, bring it. It's out. It let's go. And I was like, holy shit. And I'm like, how much of this is scripted and pre-planned? How much of this is, uh, uh organic, but it's fucking hip hop. It's hip hop at its best. When, when it makes people do this. Can I share one thing? It's a minute video of Chris D'Elia doing an Eminem impersonation. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. All right. I never you, heard this. Oh, my God. Listen to this. And it's he nails it. Of course, I'm on torrent. I'm driving a Porsche over the floorboards, over the four points. While you're in the four tours, getting an abortion and a divorce at the same time. They hear supporting. <laughs> Look what I'm planning, planning. I'm planning to. Do all this while you're panicking and you're looking and staring at mannequins and I'm going to fanikins trying to get up a planikins. All of the planikins, sanikin, fan, fan, panikins. Well, all the panikins, sanikin, and in the cabana. You're in a cab- I'm in a cabana in the chant. I'm in a cabana chanting all the stand up banner. Well, you don't got the stamina, you're lacking the stamina. You're lacking the stamina while you're divorcing Harrison Ford and I'm in a portion of floor ports while I'm all torrent. You're using way too many napkins, papkins, <laughs> lapkins is chapkin. You're using chapstick and napkins while I'm papkin, <laughs> flapping around like a papkin, flamming a babbity pan a champkin, damn a can of pity. Uh, that's pretty much the the album right there. It's kind of what it sounds like. Uh, that shit is yeah. fucking hilarious. I, I threw on Lucky You because I've already heard that. Yeah, which I I liked your your what you just played with him, but I've already heard it. Um. I'm hearing the part where he's he's doing the mumble rap. It is yep. pretty funny. It's it is good, good, dude. It's so fucking clever. Or, or he, not the mumble. It's not. What, I mean, what is it called? Not the mumble rap. But triplets. triplets. The, the Migos flow. It, they, it sounds like they're mumbling, yeah. mumbling, but it's the triplets. Yeah, that's what it's called. And he's like, I ain't dissing it. It's just not for me, yo. <laughs> Sad shit, uh, dude. Uh, Eminem just had me obsessed all all week, and uh, yeah, he's back. I think Slip Shady's back for now. Uh, we'll, see. well, that Venom song was probably the worst thing it, to it's, open with. It's the worst song on the album, for real. Yeah. Like, he totally got paid out. Like, he's not phoning in the rest of the album. He's kind of phoning in that last fucking song because he just needed something to pay for the album, and Sony gave him money. So, uh, moving on, Anthony, uh, you have a call to action for the listener here, I see. Say that. Sorry again. I'm listening to the album. Uh, <laughs> you might the lucky you, this podcast. Things you should do before a podcast when we're talking about I, I, was, I was on the part where lucky you were first he's making fun of like Drake yeah. and saying it in kind of his tone. Yeah. And then he's actually mumbling and that's pretty funny too. Dude, he cops um, all the like f- popular styles and then just fucking does them better. Like it's crazy. It's so good. That's good. It is good. Um, all right. So I was looking back at... Uh, Apple Podcast Reviews. Yes. And I noticed we haven't gotten any reviews in a while. Yeah. So for all those new listeners that have jumped on board, do us a favor. Go on to uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you have 
Give us a nice rating and write us a review. But make sure and then, you and maybe we'll read it on the internet. We'll read it on on the interwebs. But you have to make sure to subscribe. That's the most important thing on yes. the Apple Podcast. Reviews are great social proof. The ratings are great. But make sure you subscribe. Yeah, five stars. Light five them stars. all up. Uh, and then the other thing you should do is uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, interact with us and our awesome listeners, meet the listeners, join our closed Facebook group just for our listeners, Jock and Nerd Nation. You can find the link at our contact page, jockandnerd.com slash contact. This week, got to welcome Eric Houston, Kyle Shack, and oh, this is the best name we've had since the Bangladesh bots. Welcome Fiddlesticks Winterbottom the third. Oh, shit. And that's an actual dude. No, it's not. <laughs> he, it's he's, definitely- no, but he wrote, he's like, I've been listening for a while. I love you guys. What's up, Fiddlesticks? Oh. Nice to meet you. I wonder okay. if, like, when he farts, snow comes out. Is that- I just think it's another pseudonym from somebody that we have in our... Oh, our maybe it is. Yeah, Seth, Ron, you're easily fooled. But I love Fiddlesticks Winterbottom the third. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks Welcome. for that name. I missed the Indian uh, bot name. Sounds like a Kender from Dragonland. <laughs> no, no one's going to get that. Reference. I have no Not idea what that means. <laughs> uh, the other big news that came out uh, just yesterday, tons of info and official images from the Captain Marvel movie. Oh, shit. Geek boner. Starring Brie Larson. Uh, and surprisingly, a lot of maybe spoilery Spoiler alert. material. They just put like the the plot in uh in uh, the magazine coming from Entertainment Weekly, which she's on the cover in the full suit. And how crazy is it that uh, Entertainment Weekly is doing this? Because Brugs, remember back in the day, this is the kind of stuff you would have got from like Wizard Magazine or really right. small publications. And now it's fucking blasted. Comic the- scene quarterly. Co- yes. This is where you would have to get these reveals. Not anymore, people. It's a new world. What do you guys think about the costume she has? She's got glowy fists, which is fucking awesome. Um, it's fine. It's like, it's good. I think she looks great. I think she I looks like great in the suit. I, I have like issues with some of the s- stuff that's happening on the like upper chest part. It like feels like it's redundant. Kind like, of the, in the design. The, the striping not, and the stitching. Yeah, it is like feels like it. it, it it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, too busy. It could be a little bit simpler. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Cause there's like an X stitched in behind like the star and the gold thing. Yeah. I think it, it could have been a little cleaner, but like, Hey, it's fine. it's like, you know, they, they tend to overdo things with these costumes. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it's, it's an alien costume, but uh top notch costuming as always. I enjoy it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think she looks great. I couldn't be more excited. Here's what we found out about the movie. It's not going to be an origin story, which I love. Well done. So apparently when the movie starts, Carol Danvers already have her powers and she will have left Earth behind to join an elite military team called Star Force, led by Jude Law's character. However, she soon chooses to return to Earth to explore her past. And that's presumably when we'll learn how the superhero gained her incredible abilities, maybe through flashbacks or whatnot. And we'll see Nick Fury and stuff. So... I watched uh, something on Screen Crush shortly after this yeah. story came out, and I think the or this not being an origin story is kind of a red herring. I think it still is. Yes, it's just not going to be told in your classic sequential order of events. I think it's going to be flashbacks, flashbacks, or, because there, yeah. there's a lot. There's some set photos from her mm-hmm. in the '80s. Mm-hmm. So, and this is occurring in the '90s. So, and there's a photo of her um, as a fighter pilot. Yeah, Which, well, if, yeah. If this is starting with her as a, as a as a, as Miss Marvel, right? 
why would she ever be that's a, clearly part of a, plane? a flashback but i love right. i love that and, and, and you know drop us right into the action in the beginning and then show kind of like the uh, deadpool did you know it, with, with his kind of origin but i love when you just drop someone into the action and then slowly reveal the origin through flashbacks it's a smart way to do it because it's not as by the numbers right people yeah. people it's gonna get too formulaic we had you know like we had dr strange kind of a straight up origin movie uh so it's a great way to switch it up i also love the comments about the character that she says how she can be aggressive she can have a temper she can be a little invasive in your face quick to jump to things brash she's the first one out there uh, that's fucking great. Love, love that. Those characters. That's kind of how she's already. being written yeah. now in the comics. Yeah. Is she's almost kind of a hothead. Yes. Hothead. Very, uh, forceful. Uh, and I guess this movie, do you guys think this movie will take primarily in space? What do you think the breakdown will be? Like 70, 30? I think, I think a mix. I think maybe half. Half and half. I think that's a smart guess. Yeah. Cause again, another thing I saw, or actually the plot is already hinting at this and as the photos are showing, this is about Earth being caught in between the Kroll Scroll, Kree Scroll yes, War. Yes. So it might be one of those things where she's out doing her thing in space and then she has to come back home because of the plant, the two yeah. alien races getting after so, it. So the Skrulls want to take over the Earth so they can surf. Yeah, they, they, they're looking for some water. There's no water here, and we have all like, these lake picture of them on the beach. Yes, like, we'll, get, we'll get to these said well, pictures. There's a in, lot of great in, said pictures. In the comics, yeah. the Kree Scroll War, they're not really fighting for Earth to like. It's just more of like a strategic positioning post to have. Right, right. It's like Japan and U.S. fighting over the the islands in the Pacific. They just oh, really yeah. they care we're about in these the, islands. We're in the crossfire. Just strategically, yeah. yeah, they need this spot. So uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who was in Rogue One and uh, a bunch of other stuffs, uh, his character has been revealed. He will play Talos, who is the leader of the shape-shifting Skrulls, who leads the Skrull invasion of Earth. In the comics, Talos is born without the ability to shift, and he's made fun of by the other Skrulls. But in this movie, I think he will be able to shape-shift because there's photos of him as a human Maybe he gets stuck, or maybe yeah, maybe he can't <laughs> shift back. And then what do you guys think of the the scroll? I mean, you got to stop there. What do you think of the scroll? Let's look? let's talk about the the rest better of than the, they, better than I thought they would be. Uh, he, I I think it's a, it's a, I love the shot of them coming out of the the beach, and uh, it is better. Who is Piccolo? By the way, anybody? Can anybody tell me? Hey, that's from uh, Dragon, uh, Ball, Dragon Z. Ball Z. Okay, yeah. I didn't know. They, Everyone, they do kind of look like Piccolo. Say, I think he, but Piccolo has like antennas, but everyone's like, oh, it's Piccolo. And I'm like, oh. I, I, I like it. I, I kind of like it. I, I hope that it looks like it's practical effects, which I'm quite surprised. I think with. that's Ben Mendelsohn in the, that front, yeah, that front that's scroll what is that's, him. That's what I think yeah, it is. I think yeah. it's actually, which is un, insane to me because most comics now just do... Uh, 3D, you know, CGI motion capture. Yeah. Especially for extravagant looking aliens. Got full, full, yeah, it's full a good face. move. I like it better. Yeah, yeah. it looks. So let's start with these. Uh, man, they released a lot of photos. So you got a shot of Star Force. And this, the Star Force is from the comics. Uh, they fought for the Kree that created in 1992. But you see, uh, you see them in the green costume. And uh, I think it's Minerva is one of the characters. A Captain Marvel villain, yeah. Oh, it's a Captain Marvel villain and uh, Korath. You see Korath, the accuser, the pursuer, Jimon Hansu, Minerva, and you see Lee Pace's Ronin, who's standing with Jude Law's character. Uh, and then the next photo, you got Jude Law and, and Ronin. And so there's some confusion. We thought Jude Law was going to play Marvel. Now I'm not so sure. I think he is, but they're going a different route wow. with him, where he is a Kree that looks 
human. So right away, Captain Marvel's origin story is entirely different from the comics. Yeah, it's a little different. Because Marvel came to Earth and crashed and then had to train her there, but he's going to be training her in space before. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. You're making a lot of conjecture here. Uh, Well, that's true. We don't know. This could help. uh, Ronan gets a better. Yeah. Yeah. Better showing in this film than he did in Guardians. I like Lee Pace. He's a good actor. Yeah, so. I hope he's a little more badass. Hey. I like Lee Pace's, like, he's tall. Yeah. I don't know if he's actually that tall in real life. No, he is. Okay. Oh, he's so a big he is guy. physically yeah. an imposing figure, but I've always imagined Ronan to be even wider. I feel like yeah, he's almost yeah. a little too lanky. As no, Ronan. he's a tall, lanky. Yeah. Needs more girth. Everyone needs more. Everyone needs more girth. <laughs> you can't do bad with more girth. I love the shot of her with the shield hat and the nine inch nails t-shirt and kind of and, and yeah. jeans that's great you get look at this de-aged two-eyed sam jackson nick fury oh shit wow that, that how did they give that's amazing Samuel jackson a real eye how'd they that put looks his, so real how'd they put his <laughs> eye back in i don't know he's got a cut above the eye that he does lose so i wonder if he'll lose it in this movie but holy shit that's more than just makeup on that guy's face like he oh, yeah they're de-aging the, the aging technology is getting crazy they've actually i wanted to it. now that you brought up this image yeah if i may take this on a different track for just a quick second do it so where does this de-aging like what is the line for de-aging? <laughs> where does it because okay. uh, this is getting like scary how good it is and so you you cast old actors and you make them look young again yeah okay that's one thing yeah okay but then okay now what if you cast an actor and change the color of his skin just to be a little darker Oh, that's interesting. Make, make them look a little mm. Hispanic. Or light, lighten them or up. Or lighter. Because, like, uh, where, where, what is the line now on this what? stuff? If you can now change mm. how good, someone looks. That's a good question. Well, they, tried to, they were going to do that shit with, uh, with Scarlett Johansson and, and Ghost in the Shell, but then they decided not to do it. Yeah. What if they, you know, what if they start narrowing noses and stuff, you know, and moving eyes around? And, and then... Where does the makeup people start to fit in? Mm. If you can start they're, they're, doing it. They're this. out of a job. Oh, that's it just be... costs too much to do. That's the that's right a, now. That's, that's right a, now that's the only thing that's a deterrent. That's a but good point. Technology gets cheaper. Yep. And better. Yeah. It's, it's that uh, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's I mean, gonna be like twenty years before that happens. So you're gonna have deceased actors the world starring will be on in movies. fire by then. They're, I don't think <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can do deceased actors because I think you need the physically the person I think what they do is they touch you up with makeup. That's true. And then they the age, the lines, and all that stuff. Well, also, if you know the way they filmed um, Kurt Russell, yeah, is they said that they put makeup on him, they de-aged him, you know, in post by taking out all his wrinkles, yeah. But then they also put a young actor in there, yeah, and had him do the same exact scene so they could see how the light reflects off of a younger person's face. What was cool with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Ant Man? They Lawrence Fishburne's son was the body stand-in, right? And yeah, they yeah. put Lawrence Fishburne's de-aged face on him. Uh, which is also crazy. So uh, there was an article on um, on Birth Movies Death where they were like embracing it, and they were like, what they liked about it was that the actors it's they call it Uncanny Valley, where the actors look like themselves, yep, but yep. don't look like themselves. Yep. So it creates this alternate reality of an actor like Nick Fury as a youngster instead of Samuel Jackson. So you're looking at the same guy, but you're not. Right. It looks real. Yeah. So it creates this weird feeling. So, And all of these actors, if you notice, they all have the benefit of having lots of footage from movies when they were younger right. to use as reference 
Uh, because like Michelle Pfeiffer looked like she did in fucking Scarface. Kurt Russell looked like he did in, you know, Big Trouble in Little China and shit. Like, it's crazy. But they have all this reference to to be able to pull this off. I'm just I'm a wild at that that picture of Samuel yeah, Jackson. It looks you know, amazing. So. Uh let's move on to and the- did you hear the plot news on him? No. What is he it? He is uh in this film, he's basically still a desk jockey. Uh, he's, not, he's not the the head of Shield. Oh, and who is the head of Shield? Do you think in the nineties? Yeah, he's just a, he's just a regular Shield agent and gets caught up in this shit. Could it be Coulson? Isn't Coulson and, in this? Coulson's in this too. And he should and, be in it. And he this this might tie into why he says to Iron Man, "You think you're the only superhero in this world?" Oh, right, right in the first movie, right in Iron Man. Ooh, that's exciting. The more I hear about this movie, the more super geeked I am. Uh, So you mentioned those fighter pilot photos and you have uh, Carol Danvers and then you have uh, Lashana Lynch in a plane and on the plane it says Maria Photon Rambeau. This is the mother of one of the Captain Marvels from the comic books and friend of Carol, Monica Rambeau. So and Monica for a while went for the by the name Photon for a brief period of time. Lots of callbacks. Lots of great fucking callbacks. Um, I I I can't wait. I think uh, the more I hear, the more excited I get. Now, when will we get a trailer for any of these fucking movies? It's very odd that for the first time in uh, for a while, Marvel doesn't really have a movie it's actively pushing. There's an eight month gap between Ant Man and Captain Marvel and. The, the movies that are supposed to come out next year, we have no trailers for yet. We have Glass. We have No, I'm talking about the MCU movies oh. specifically. Captain All Marvel, right. Avengers, Spider-Man, no trailers. Now, I feel like that they've released these images. We'll probably get a trailer for Captain Marvel very soon, within a week or two. Screen Rant, a week or two of this? Uh, yeah, Screen Rant has an article where they guess when these trailers are going to come out. For Captain Marvel... They're like any day now or before uh, the end of September, like in the next few weeks. Usually they give it like two weeks and then they'll put out the trailer. Avengers 4, they're saying look for this in late November. Yeah, probably by Christmas to start really pumping it out of the holidays. And then Spider-Man Far From Home in December. And my question is, how do you even market this fucking film before Avengers 4 comes out? Because you're going to be giving away that three characters are who died in Infinity War, spoiler alert, are in this fucking movie. Or maybe you don't show that in the trailers. I don't know what you do. Like, that's tricky. Think about that. Yeah. How would you do well, that? They, they did Black Panther and Avengers in the same year. Uh, That's true. But Black, yeah, but, but Black Panther took place before Avengers. This movie takes place right after Avengers 4. I think everybody knows. Oh, you're talking about uh, Far From Home, Spider-Man. Oh, I got confused. I thought you were talking about Captain Marvel. No, Marvel is fine because, you know, how smart it was that Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel, the movies in between the Avengers movies, took place before the Avengers movies. Spider-Man has to begin its marketing before Avengers 4 comes out, but it occurs right after Avengers 4. I I think it'll be fine. I think they'll, they'll, they'll throw the trailer out there and be like, see how he lives in Avengers 4. Mm. Mm, That'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think people... No, by now people know. I mean, the the smart fans know. Unless you're like a child or like just completely naive, they're not dead. You know that Spider Man. Speaking of Avengers Four, they are going back to reshoots. Uh, reportedly, adding a more Wakanda, more Black Panther, uh, and they said that they could be done by March. So it's possible they push their release date up again, like they did with the first movie. Uh, how much you want to bet uh, Bob Iger had a, had a meeting with Kevin Feige and was like, Kevin, 
Uh, we know all those uh, disintegrated heroes. They're going to come back. I get it. They're going to come back. But what if, hear me out, what if maybe Drax doesn't come back? What are your thoughts on that? I don't know what's going to happen with, with that crew and, and that whole situation. But I, We're not making that movie, so it doesn't matter right they're now. They're not making that yeah. movie, but they are all in this movie. And they're going to all have to do press for this movie. And he said he shot some more stuff that he doesn't know if they're going to use. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I mean, the, the the whole Guardians thing is, I can't even speculate on it. Like right. it's, it, As as Rugboy said, they're not even making the movie uh, yet. It's so. on hold. I just, until the, until they, they start getting serious about re- making that film again. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I just I think how funny would it be would it be where everybody comes back and then somebody's like, "Hey, where's Drex?" Yeah, I guess he did. Guess it didn't take. Oh well, and they just move on to the next scene. Nobody's gonna miss. Uh, also, next year, you guys get ready for potentially eleven comic book movies. Oh shit! In twenty nineteen, here's what we got: Hellboy, January eleventh. Glass, now not a straight comic book adaptation, but definitely a superhero movie, January 18th. X-Men Dark Phoenix, February 14th. Captain Marvel, March 8th. Shazam, April 5th. Avengers, May 3rd for now. Spider-Man Far From Home, July 6th. New Mutants, August 2nd. The Joker movie in October. The Wonder Woman sequel, Wonder Woman 1984 in November. And then the one mystery is Spawn, which could be ready by the end of next year. They haven't had a, a release date, but do you think this is the bubble bursting year? I is it? I don't know. This is uh, if this no. is we had well, eight look, this let's, year. Let's, let's analyze them really quickly. Hellboy is going to be not like your normal yeah. movie. It's not a huge yeah. It's not gonna be no, like a, it's not, not gonna, gonna be, be a huge a, release. A formulaic Marvel movie. Right. It's not gonna do right. that. Glass is its own thing. Yeah. X Men Dark Phoenix probably the weakest of the of the so group. So these X Men movies were supposed to come out last year. Okay, you know? Captain Marvel might, if it's good, be like a breath of fresh air. Uh, um, I, I think mean, Shazam's going to do well. Shazam, since it's going to be a comedy, will be unique to that. Avengers is definitely going to kill it. Spider Man's going to have a huge audience. New Mutants is questionable. Joker is also. I I have good feelings about it. And Wonder Woman, of course, you know, it's probably going to be okay. So wow. the weakest ones we we got Spawn, New Mutants, and X Men, right? Those are the weakest links. Yeah, I don't know if I see the bubble bursting per se. I mean, I, I didn't realize it was every month almost. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, the whole year. Yeah. I mean, you got enough movies. Variety. That are yeah, you got an, it, enough movies that are different, I guess, from one another. Like super superhero movies. You only really got Captain Marvel, Shazam, and Avengers and Spider Man and Wonder Woman. But here's yeah. uh now DC's got three movies to match. MCU's three movies next year that I thought is kind of interesting, interesting also. And as far as the bubble bursting, like if you look at what there's maybe like 170, 200 movies put out a year, it's just 11 of them. Uh, it's, not, <laughs> it's not really that much. I, for one, I, we should have more. There should be fucking 50 there's movies one for every month. Yes, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. What a great I, time. Geek to be alive to be I was going to say, if Holy as, shit. as a kid growing up, liking comics, oh my if, God, you ever thought you would see all these movies come out? In I'm year? pumped. Yeah, me too. I, I, w- I, know, I know you, Imran, being all fucking excited and singing uh, with Prince when Batman came oh out. Oh, my God. Could I could have love- never imagined nope. seeing 11 superhero <laughs> Listen, movies I, in your goddamn Batman underwear. I, I, if I, I wish I was 12 now. I am 12 inside maturity level. But, man, to be like a 12-year-old like these days, you got all this fucking crazy shit coming 
that you can enjoy. And they, they, these kids just don't know how hard it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle it was struggle to be a nerd back is then. real. And also there's a Star Wars movie coming out at the end of the year next year too. So that's Star Wars. Yeah. Episode and you got nine. all the other blockbusters that franchises that may or may yeah. not come out. I hear, I hear the thing about this though. I don't think all these films are going to come out. No. Yeah, I feel you like, still don't think like New Mutants and X Men is gonna come out. Oh, and <laughs> oh, then there's fucking like Godzilla, Godzilla too. Oh yeah, New Mutants. I don't. New Mutants. The the two Fox movies I'm skeptical of. The Joker movie I'm skeptical that's gonna come out October 14th. Damn, I gotta get some tickets. Oh no, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, there's a lot. So and then we're gonna be busy. Basically, spa, we're yeah, gonna we're be gonna, reviewing movies every month. Yeah, that's fantastic. If well, we're still doing we'll the podcast, a- <laughs> keep giving us money. <laughs> Sign up for Patreon. Talkingnerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, Predator uh, coming out this week. Uh, Next week. Oh, well, this, this show comes out By the out time this show posts. And speaking of Predator. Speaking of <laughs> Predator, uh, there's one scene that we won't be seeing in the movie. They, they actually cut a Predator out of the movie. They cut. Oh, shit. I oh, didn't even shit. get the connection. Oh, uh, <laughs> apparently, Shane Black had hired a buddy of his. Who uh, is a registered sex offender and had a short it's... scene with Olivia Munn where he's like hitting on her. You remember we were joking about Chris Hansen being ah, on the side yes, of the Predator? It's happening. It like, happened. It happened. It fucking... I made I manifested that. <laughs> it fucking happened. Uh Shane had a couple of responses. He uh, his second most recent response was, was like, look, I was trying to help a friend, but then once I actually saw the 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 court stuff and the stuff that he did, I felt really bad and I kind of screwed up. And I feel Let bad. Can I respond to this? Yes. He's so stupid. Like, <laughs> especially in he this knew. era, like he should have known better. Yeah, even, he's even too much he, of a loyal friend. Yeah, that's just that's just being. Like, people find out shit all the time, yep. and for, he, that's just too big of. That's a stupid ass risk. What an, that's an idiot move, right yeah. there. That's a big fuck up, right there. Yeah. So this movie now has a bunch of things against it. Do you think it's gonna hurt? The box that people are gonna not no, go. No one, no one. No one's gonna see I mean, it. Anyway. It's, it's people aren't gonna go because of not gonna go because they found out a sex offender was on. Now, they're, if they they're let not the gonna... scene in. Maybe I'd go <laughs> exactly to see this motherfucker. You, you, but like... they're, they're not gonna go because Predator is a, basically a dead franchise. <laughs> you want to sell tickets? Leave the fucking scene in. What? You don't think the Predator dogs are enough to get people to come out now? Like I we mean, have a real Predator in this movie. There's an I'm, actual Predator. <laughs> I'm gonna see it. So Nick Chev commented on our Facebook page that the Predator is like fully CGI. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, there's a ten foot predator. Yeah. Oh, so it's the all one that the big one. The is. big one, one is, is a CGI, small yeah. one. Is a, is a dude. Also, this that this new trailer. It's a red band trailer. It has a little more violence and gore. Which this I was trailer's like, not bad. It's not. It's not bad. I like seeing. It still the looks violence. like shit. Yes. But. Yes. What do you think about how they named they named the predator in this? Like they took a vote. <laughs> the name of the predator. I was like, okay, I see what we're doing here. What they named? They took a vote to name the predator the predator. Yeah. What was there was another name, and he's like, ah, we took a vote. Predator yeah, sounded better. Predator sounded better. But I'm like, really? I just fucking rolled my eyes so hard at that part. But I like seeing the violence. I'm kind of excited. Look for our instant reactions on Patreon uh, in the coming yeah, week. Olivia Munn goes, it's not a predator, it's a sports hunter. And oh, that's like, right. We took a vote, and predator sound cooler. Yeah. It's, it's all the trailers basically like Sterling K. Brown saying fuck yeah or fuck I mean, the uh, entire show. I love Michael Keegan going, This motherfucker's crazy that we are. You know, and uh, it's just, I don't, Boyd Holbrook is so generic fucking looking. Uh, I can't stand it. I, I could see, I mean, this movie will probably be entertaining. I think, I mean, it's, it's not going to do, like, it's not going to be gangbusters in terms of the box office, but I could see it being like somewhat entertaining. Does it make $80 million? No. Mm, Opening no. weekend? 
or all together all, 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 well here let me let's pull up for comparison yeah. what predators did because that's the last movie that came out um for the predator franchise yeah but this one's got people in it that people know right like, well, well, had adrian brody olivia munn really is that predators the had a 40 billion dollar budget made 52 million oh, gross shit. here and 75 foreign so a total of 127 wow wowie zowie so if this thingy breaks 100 million by the end of it uh, I'll be lucky 100 million where overall oh i was going to say yeah. definitely not here no. what about the budget now does it say uh doesn't say they don't that. put out these budgets for these movies they uh, don't do that the new ones i'd anymore. assume it's probably around the, the same, same. Like 30, 40 million. I mean, Fox is not throwing a ton of money at this. They know what the fuck, you know. They're I'm like looking just, up Alien yeah. Covenant. It could be a great Shane Black movie. If you're what, a fan uh, of Shane Black. Alien Covenant, dude. Alien Covenant, see, 74 million domestically. Uh, 166 foreign, so 240 total mm. with a 97 million dollar budget. Maybe it makes it, maybe this movie makes like 60, 70 no, domestic. No, it's going it, to, uh, here's my prediction. 50? 35 oh, shit. 35 here oh, shit. another like 70 foreign so it just breaks all wow, Anthony. damn oh, man. The, yeah the marketing has been terrible it, it has yeah it has been bad but the red band trailer i was like oh okay i'm going in just gotta go in with a completely low bar and uh just have a good time. how much lower can you get I, lower than jurassic world fallen kingdom clearly i don't think we spend a whole show reviewing this that's for sure you know what? We'll yeah, combine we'll, we'll combine the review with like a history of the predator kind of thing when we talk about when and it was just the news, fucking good, and the news, and we'll we'll remember when predator okay. was good. The, the history of the predator being good is one movie. <laughs> oh well, we're done with that. I'll just cut that into the show. There it is. I mean, I'm a huge predator alien fan. I was like, it's been dead. It's been dead since Predator Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They should just do our idea, but they're not going to. Just put all the fucking modern I'm intrigued. Day I'm interested to see why there's a new predator that's 10 feet tall. Yeah. Why does he have dogs with him? And why he has watchdogs. <laughs> why is he killing yeah, the other predator? What the fuck is going on? Uh, here's some uh, fun news. Uh, the Academy, the Oscars. Remember they were going to do that new popular Oscar category? And yeah. Black Panther was like, we're going for the best picture, not popular Oscar. Well, I can confirm right now. Black Panther will not win the popular Oscar category because the mob is one the, they must have listened to our podcast because the academy has postponed this new popular oscar oh shit category Dude, it's until twitter next year. man twitter will wreck anything right listen now. they did something good it was a dumb idea and uh honestly i'm i'm on board with their their reversal good way to backpedal academy they need to do it when black panther is not a movie up for contention yes they're like oh maybe we'll do this next year what's coming out wonder woman oh yeah, shit. it's too hot yeah, yeah. it's too hot <laughs> uh, the, they've caved to the mob uh good for them uh and then finally a little bit of tv news more casting for this doom patrol show on the dc universe streaming alan tudyk is oh. uh cast as mr nobody all right, and the invisible dude, the invisible dude, and Timothy Dalton, 007 himself, will play the leader of the gang, the chief, the dude who is in the wheelchair, who is the Professor X of Doom Patrol, because Doom Patrol cool. is their version of the X Men. And uh, we kind of talked about last episode, you know, what Doom Patrol was, but just to further our our theory, our our hypothesis of DC does it first, Marvel does it better. Doom Patrol first appearance June nineteen sixty three. 
X-Men first appearance, September 1963. Now, oh, shit. you tell me, well, who do people know more when you ask them uh, who they know? Elastigirl or Wolverine? Exactly. The chief or <laughs> Professor X? I mean, it's pretty obvious. So, uh, and also, I'm going to announce officially, we have an account for DC Universe that we will share on the show. We will be able to uh, review the app and all the stuff. It That also launches this week. We, we will share the app on the show? No, we're, no, we're, sharing. we're sharing it amongst ourselves. Oh, that's what you said sharing on the no, show. No, no, we're, we're, we're sharing Don't mislead one, our fans, sorry, fans into thinking we're giving them free um, DC Unless you Universe. give us more pay, Patreon money. Uh, no, we got one account for us, so we can uh, let you know. If this thing is worth it, and I, for one, I'm excited to read comic books on my TV screen the moment it launches on September 15th. That's you know going to be interesting a lot of fun. about that. Yeah. Is I'm listening to Business Wars because you recommended. it I was going to bring show. that up. Yes, and I'm listening to the episode, the series where they talk about Blockbuster versus Netflix. Yes, and now I'm just thinking about how. Obviously, we know that Netflix beat Blockbuster, but I'm just yep. thinking about how now all these yes. streaming services are coming out, and I'm wondering this is the next war. What? Yeah. What will, will be reigns? the one to yeah. rule them all? Yeah. Who will be standing atop the the pile of dead uh, streaming service bodies? I, I mean, I, we've gone. Or will they all die? We've gone from where Netflix was the innovative company to now they are the old school top of the mountain, and well, now all they're, these losing people, all the, they're losing all. They're losing all. They're losing a uh, lot of content. And they're they're having to create new content, which they were they were on the lead for that too. But and they, I feel, I think I feel like they still are. They're not stopping creating new content. There's you fire up Netflix, and then when it gets to like the original Netflix series, there's like tons of shows I'd never heard of. I know, you know, and you're like, I, what? There's still to watch? the name, but yeah, other other brands are now like your 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 dollars being split. Yeah, it's gonna. You be... You can't just cut the cord now. Mm-hmm. You can and cut the cable, but you, you still you need can cut the cable. But need now, your internet like, cord. You, you're gonna, yeah. You're gonna need to buy buy like five or six yeah, subscription you pony services. Up. You still gotta pony up in a in a large way. So you're not saving money anymore. No, it's just shifting to something else. It's like the amount of money you're saving is not even worth doing it. Sometimes it's just the convenience of having the on demand, right? Being able to have access to it right away. But these set top boxes, like your Roku's, your Apple TVs, your your built in stuff, this is where. The living room is heading. Listen, I've been wanting a la carte cable forever. Sure. And uh, we're never going to get it. Maybe we will. Maybe the cable companies will have to think of something new. But those motherfuckers are so slow with the bandwidth that they're using yeah. that um, this new bandwidth that we have, which is the interwebs. Yeah. It's going and the technology is just going to surpass it. It's so, got to shift. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, maybe they'll come up with something. Maybe they'll be like, all right, motherfuckers, you can just pick whatever you want. You know, five bucks a show, five bucks a show, and you can create your own. Or there's going to be companies that create these bundles uh, for a discount and sell you bundles. I don't know. Imagine you could buy the show that you like for like a dollar. Mm. I mean, Hulu, a and YouTube, and a bunch of those have bundles that where they package all these stations and oh, live TV and live stuff. TV, yeah, yeah where you where you can do the you can do the the subscription plus live TV. YouTube does the same thing now. Yeah, there's yeah. YouTube with live TV. So YouTube TV, yeah. It's still the Wild West out there, man. It's, How it many is. shows would you buy if you could buy a la carte? Shit. Shows? Or what do you mean? Like, like, if you could just pay for each show that you want to watch. I just want to watch every season of this show. How much See, would that cost? That's crazy. I wouldn't do that yeah. because I'm now spoiled on the fact that I have Netflix where I pay, you know, 12 bucks a month, and whatever it is watch now. watch anything. And get everything. Mm. Or get, a, like, a shit ton of shows. 
Yeah, but you never watch any of them. <laughs> I know, but they're all just the, there, like there. taking up space. Yeah. But it's the principle of having to now pay into for individual shows. Yeah, Black Panther okay. now on Netflix, everybody. Geek Booner. Uh, I, like I could just be like, I want to watch this, yeah. and that's what I want to watch. Well, but that's like one off. Like you, like you buy the episodes off iTunes. You know, it's like three bucks an episode. Uh, that's you could, even too much. That's a lot. You could still do that. You're gonna buy a whole 22 season episode, but they sell the season, so. You can buy seasons of stuff, but it's after, it's later when it's offered. I don't know. Look, I'm really happy. That made me think of that. Yeah. No, I'm really happy people are enjoying the business wars. There have been other people commenting on the Facebook. So glad. In the Marvel versus DC, there's a great bit, like uh, speaking of Doom Patrol X-Men, about the the espionage between the two companies. How Kirby was working on this one secret thing for DC, and his assistant went over to the Marvel offices, and he saw fucking photocopies of the Kirby artwork pinned on their wall oh, shit. and ran back to Jack and, and they're like, how the fuck did this get there? There's so many great little stories in that Marvel versus DC business war thing. DC does it first. Now I, I want to listen Marvel to this does it better. It's, it's quite good. It, and it, it's, as Imran, I think, mentioned last week, it's only like 20, 30 minutes. I will episodes. warn you, there's fucking four ads in every episode. That's the only critique I have, but he's got to pay his fucking but it's shit. Good, it's good. The way they tell it's good storytelling yeah, and yeah. it's key moments in each of these rivalries. So it's like a, he does the, it almost it almost makes you think by the end of it who's going to win even though you know like what company's alive and what isn't or if they're both alive. The back and forth oh. is great like and this corporate espionage between and for each set of wars like that the, that part I love those things. Uh see I like the business part of it. The business part is good. The ex, the Netflix blockbuster thing is great. Blockbuster sent spies to Netflix's warehouses. Don't don't spoil everything. Jesus uh, Christ. Was, that was people great. Listen that's to a it. great story. Uh, yeah, just check it out. Check it out. <laughs> business war. Look, that's a huge podcast. They don't need our help promoting, but it's quality. So check out that and check out an independent podcast. Like the following promos we're gonna play, because we're gonna take a break, play some promos, come back, uh, try to break down comics gate. Hashtag Comicsgate right after this. I'm going to take a piss and eat a cookie. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> if you're looking for a sports hosting show that gives you the flavor. Tom Brady thrown for over 60,000 yards, the most playoff victories, the most Super Bowls, the most Super Bowl MVPs. He is not the greatest of all time. That brings the energy. Shaq quote, the earth is flat. Close quote. The earth is round. That isn't about this or that. It ain't this or that. Charles Barkley, 1994. You stole two home games in the Western Conference semifinals against the Rockets. Your team blows it in seven. One year later, up three games to one. Two games at home. And you blow that too. Then you've come to the right place. I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports. 
sports with a Z dot com. Hey, join our awesome fun fan club at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon and you will be treated to the feeling of supporting this independent geeky endeavor and you're going to get bonus content on a whole separate podcast feed with exclusive content like we'll have our predator instant reactions up there there's jock talk episodes with anthony and chess hey shut the fuck up i'm doing something super yeah. huge thank you to our latest patron latest member of the fan club listener ray o'neill oh, thank you so much signing up he signed up at the ten dollar a month level and holy fuck ray o'neill whoa that is the level that's also known as let's force anthony to watch a movie he doesn't want to watch we gotta i gotta watch these movies yeah we gotta start oh, we gotta do a watchman review yes we'll do we'll do watchman next on the patreon ray o'neill send okay. us your pick take your time you get one pick use it wisely son oh fuck use this one pick wisely think about what you're gonna do uh well, anthony's gotta pay the piper gotta pay <laughs> he's, gonna the, to, he's gonna have to cash in all these debts uh, oh boy <laughs> it's coming for you uh also you'll find on the Patreon is an awesome little audio piece from Rugboy about Comicsgate. It's a thing that's been happening in the industry and on Twitter. You may have heard of it. And it's the thing that we are going to be breaking down right now. What is Comicsgate, Rugs? Well, it depends on who you ask a little bit, doesn't it? Pretty much. I mean, if you listen to the piece on the Patreon, it's basically my feelings on Comicsgate uh, and how it, re- how it affects me. But I think if you look at the larger picture, it depends on who you are. If you're a person that really is uh, pro-diversity in comics or pro-progressive in the way you think, and you're really liberal and you're a feminist, then you're going to think Comicsgate is a bunch of Nazis and they're terrible people and they should be stamped out and not given any any kind of quarter. Um, if you're in Comicsgate, uh, there's a range of people that are from being openly racist yeah to just being guys that want to make comics like and that that are trying to make comics that are devoid of all politics and just about superheroes or or whatever so let me read to you just what their description is from the comics gate wiki and uh granted so throughout this research i i I was gonna say let's do uh we're just gonna break it down i have a bunch of links in the show notes for you to read there's lots of great articles and i tried to find links uh, representing both sides, all sides. So this first description is from the Comics Gate Wiki, which I think is like a pro Comics Gate kind of site, but this is what it says. Comics Gate or hashtag Comics Gate is an online movement that believes the comic book industry, especially publishers Marvel and DC, is oversaturated by political messaging that appeals explicitly to only one demographic that is not interested in the medium to the detriment of the existing consumer base and the industry as a whole. It also addresses a lack of professionalism and inclusivity, objectivity, and accountability of the publishers and their employees when dealing directly with the customers. The other side would say uh, the supporters of this movement are trolls and they harass people and they're bigots and they've blacklisted certain titles. Uh, uh, so <laughs> there's two sides of the comics gate. Uh, they have a platform and stuff, and they have like kind of a manifesto. Uh, but I think we should start with the history rugs. Help me out tracing these. There are specific 
incidents right. that kind of left to this, starting with 2014, while Gamergate was going on. Comicsgate is actually not, is the term not, um, the, pe- the people that would be labeled Comicsgate didn't call that, them, call themselves Right, that. and they don't. They were labeled right. that. They were labeled that, right. So Gamergate in 20, this thing kind of came out of Gamergate, but in 2014, it kind of started with this variant cover of Spider-Woman number one by European comics artist Milo Monera. Milo Monera, yeah. Who is, an, he is an erotic artist, okay? I mean, he's been known for, that's what he does. In Europe, comics are not really for kids. Right. Like, superhero comics don't really exist. Like, if you go, I mean, they, they're they very, very in the minority there, like superhero comics. It's mostly, like, adult books yep, or, yep. or books that are sci-fi. Like, if you ever opened up a heavy metal. Yeah. If they even make that anymore. That was but great. Like very it, adult material but and it's, smart well, material. Most of their comics are about, like, you know, everyday things yep, yep. to sci-fi to all that stuff. So Milo Monero was a, uh, an Italian illustrator. I think he's Italian. I'm not even sure. But, like, uh, he did a lot of erotica. So um, they hired him to do covers. And he did a cover of Spider-Woman, featuring Spider-Woman. And she was in this crawling pose. Yeah. but. He drew her in a kind of way that Milo Monero draws, but uh, to some people, it wasn't anything new. Like it's what what they if you hire hire, hire this guy, this is what he's, he's going to do. Produce. What he does, yes. And uh, there was this huge backlash. Like it was like so pornographic, but I mean, it was like it's pornographic if you're looking at it to be pornographic. Otherwise, it's just like any other Spider Woman pose. But, but that pose is also an, uh, an exact pose from an earlier cartoon he did in a pornographic comic book. It's kind of like your classic porno pose. The, the issue I have is just kind of like the perspective and the way her head is turned. Like, cause some of it's a little bit weird. But uh, Anthony, you remember this, the, the hubbub over this cover when this came out in 2014? Did you remember hearing about this? I do not. Um, I'm looking at the cover now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I could see. I could see how it could be considered a and little Marvel bit. Marvel uh, thought this would bring in. I mean, I could, I could. I could trot out a thousand other yeah. things that J. Scott Campbell right. has yep, drawn, yep, or yep, 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 millions of yep. other artists have drawn that have been just as provocative from yep. the '90s, from the two early 2000s. Uh, I mean, it's nothing new. I think it's just the, the the time that it was put out. Yeah. If this was put out five years before, no one would say anything. Yeah. So this is when the term comic gate started. Now, following this, Marvel and DC started to have very adversarial relationships with review sites and individuals when these people were critical of their work. And because of that, a lot of thoughtful critics just kind of left reviewing comics. Now, what happens when the critics leave? The gap is filled by like these low rent kind of just mom and pop. You set up a a, a, a site and you yeah, review. just regular dudes. Regular dudes start to fill the critical airspace, um, and then so this kind of got to arise with the whole Nick Spencer Captain America thing, where Nick Spencer uh, makes Cap a Hydra agent. Because uh, Red Skull had a cosmic cube and uh, replaced him. Uh, People got really mad (laughs) on Twitter. Things started to heat up. In 2016, Chelsea Kane's Marvel comic Mockingbird, a series that was very feminist in its content, uh, attracted these trolls and uh, the series gets canceled. Uh, The cover of the the final issue is Mockingbird in a t-shirt that says, Ask me about my feminist agenda. 
and they ultimately uh, chased uh, Chelsea Kane off Twitter through harassment. Now, right, rugs in April 2017. David Gabriel, Marvel executive. I remember we talked about this too. He gave an interview which he seemed to say the company's push for greater diversity in its character lineup might have led to reduced sales because they had like a real big dip. Yeah. And then he had to kind of backpedal that. Right. This is where one of the main uh, comic skate individuals uh, enters. Richard C. Meyer, who's an army veteran. But he used to work for PayPal. And he starts railing against this diversity on Twitter and a YouTube channel under the ironic name of diversity and comics is the name, yeah, so, name of his channel. So what he would do is he would just sit there and point out all the political SJW stuff. Right. This is what, what they say. Yep. I'm I'm just using their language. Yeah, he's like, see, but look at this here. This is all SJW feminist crap, and they're pumping it in, and this comic isn't even good. So he'd basically rip the comics apart. And if you watch some of these videos, uh, you know, it's, some of the language is not the most politically no, correct. No, no, he's definitely, I mean, you could say that he's definitely a bigoted in a, a yeah, lot of ways. I think he's had a history of, of online harassment. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, anti-feminist. In in a lot of ways, so he's not the yeah. he he gets popular, yeah. but he, but like then again, he like he is very um, controversial and provocative and very vocal. Yes, we're gonna like, talk a lot about a vocal minority. So he starts to attract the following of these other people. It's very much mirrors like what's going on in the political scape of the country at the same time. Now, can I just break in right here and, yeah. and just put a statistic here? Yeah, uh, diversity in comics, like usually he'll get maybe like. Maybe forty five thousand views, fifty thousand views on something. Yeah, it's not like millions of people. He like has eight, nice he has that. like eighty ninety thousand subscribers. Yes, so it's which is like, a lot, but, but it's not a lot in terms. They of don't the always big, watch his videos. Right, they subscribed, right, but they're right. not always watching. So these videos, like you you're right, the they got video like four or five thousand views. Yeah, correct. So there's not really not anybody who's fervently like following this guy and like you know worshiping him. Like if he was, he had the the problem is is that. The the people who are anti him, they amped him up so much as some big threat that it caught the the eye of uh, Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Oh, he put, he put him, him on, on a, his show on the Comedy Central show. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like a lot of this is being like pumped. Like this guy's like really a nobody, mm -hmm. but they made him out to be this big uh, thing. Right. So whatever. I mean, they, I get they want to stamp it out before it catches on, I guess, which makes sense. But I just feel like like. Why is Jim Jeffries now putting this guy on the spotlight? Everybody's going to know who he is. No one knew who he was before he was on that Jim Jeffries. Well, didn't that end up being like a hit piece or they thought it was going to be one way and it, it was cut the other he, way or something? Well, I don't know. It's debatable. But yeah. I mean, it, it does make him look really, really dumb Jeffries? and stupid. Uh, no, oh, it makes Richard uh, C. Meyer. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, he probably is dumb and stupid, but it really was not a favorable for him. He he thought he was probably going to get a chance to say his his opinion. Right, and he did. He ended yeah. up yeah. being a, the butt of the joke. Yep. Uh, but um, the thing is, is like he's really a nobody. So why would somebody who has like 80,000 subscribers, that's nothing, like in the scheme of like YouTube. Yeah, people have millions and millions. Yeah, when you have millions of comic fans, like why do we care about this guy? So then in August of 2017, the thing that most often is cited as uh, starting the comic skate incident occurs when a group of female Marvel staffers become the targets of a wave of harassment after posting a photo of themselves celebrating the life of the then recently departed Flo Steinberg, 
with milkshakes. Rogs, expand on this uh, Make Mine Milkshake incident. Well, I think that they were all getting together to kind of celebrate. They took a picture. Yeah. And uh, I forgot the name of the woman. Antos but was her last name, yeah, I think. Heather Antos. Heather Antos, yeah. She posted it, and then immediately her Twitter got blown up by a bunch of people saying that she has no talent. She's only got into the industry because she did sexual favors. <laughs> like, horrible yeah, shit. Yeah, they said really bad things like, look yeah. at all these SJWs. And, yeah. Uh, it's just... They, they, yeah, they, this is what's ruining comics. So, like, that was the response from the Twitter assholes. And the troll Twitter trolls, boy, when they uh, got something to descend on. But can I just say something else? Yes. You could, as I said the other day, or you could really post anything. You could post, like... Uh, God just spoke and right. he said this and you're like, you're going to have a thousand yeah. people like you can't put post anything positive or negative without the op- opposition just swooping in. So I oh. feel like it's yeah. I mean, it, that's what happens on Twitter. But they, I don't think they were posting anything to be positive or, or like to incite the other group. They were just no, no, posting, no. But I'm just yeah. saying you could post the most benign thing. Yeah, they, that's what it, it was. Right. A benign thing. Yeah, it was. It could be anything and some asshole will get riled up about it. So that's what happened. It was like this like crazy wave of hate. It, at a New York Comic Con in October 2017, I remember reading about this too, a breakfast, it was kind of a private breakfast held by Marvel exclusively for comic book retailers went awry when a few retailers peeved at declining sales, laid the blame on, quote, black, homo, and freaking female comics put out by Marvel. Uh, and so this got out and uh, this became an issue. So then the second guy who's most closely associated with this movement starts to come into the picture, surpasses Richard C. Meyer as the most prominent member of Comicsgate. This is penciler Ethan Van Skyver, who he's a penciler. He works for DC right now. He he draws Green Lantern. Anthony, he drew a lot of the, the Jeff Johns Green oh, yeah, Lantern. I, I, I recognize the name. He's a he's a, a very good penciler, very talented, but he's got a YouTube uh, channel called Comic Book Secrets Pro or something. And I remember I stumbled on a few of his videos because at first they were like how to draw comics, how to like get into the comic book industries. He was giving lessons, but then he would go after Kathleen Kennedy for ruining Star Wars with the uh, you know this uh, feminist agenda or adding these females and uh, it's just I, the more I watched, it, I was like this guy's uh, this guy's a little crazy. What's going on? And he would talk about his book. So out of all this, rugs, what? Wh- how did they? Uh, the they decided to start their own comics. Ethan and well, what Richard was C. Meyer. Is that- as as this whole uh, thing started to coalesce and they were labeled Comicsgate and he was able to kind of say, OK, I'm I'm going to be the new face of Comicsgate. I'm going to uh, bring it, you know, away from Richard Meyer be, or whatever his name is and bring it to a place of like civility because he's he he thinks of himself as like the civil dude. Right. But anyway, so. uh He's like, I'm going to uh, st- do a startup in Indiegogo for Cyberfrog, which is some old comic that he brought back. And then a bunch of other creators kind of rallied around and opened up their Indiegogos, and he's been promoting them. And they've been selling. Now, they're selling their books for like, I don't know, like ridiculous amounts of money. They're like $25, $30 a book, and people are buying them. So they made like $500,000 in sales yeah. on one title yeah. and like, they're they're meeting all of their things, so the so all of these people are backing these people and selling their books uh, on Indiegogo. These these um 
these brand new indie creator books. Well, and yeah, and because Ethan went around and kind of befriended uh, a lot of the comic skate people and a lot of like the alt right trolls. One of the things yeah. that he wants to get across is, yeah. and he, if you ever watch his live streams, is that he's got all of these other people live streaming that are not white dudes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really got, just hates progressiveness and SJW. And he shit says you comments. don't have to be white to hate progressives. There, he's like yeah. you don't have to be like this. 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 He say he's basically saying you don't have to be uh, this kind of stereotype. Like there's all kinds of people are don't are not down with this super leftist way of thinking or this attack attack mode way of thinking. Like everything is everything is demonized all the time there's, an instant there, nazi yeah so he's like how can you be an instant nazi when you're not you know you're not a white dude so um he's trying to get that point across it's like we that, that that they're just simply conservative people and they're getting and from his perspective they're getting ousted out of the industry because they don't think the way the the, the progressives want them to think or the or marvel is trying to be this you know kind of a progressive company that's trying to move into the future and they're feeling like they're being like if i announce that i'm like uh if i voted for trump i'll get ostracized right from from the, from the comics community so um that's what he's preaching I, I don't agree with what he's saying but that's what he's preaching um so it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's very weird and convoluted. Because on the one hand, look, the the uh, Richard C. Meyer, Ethan Van Scriver, while they don't, well, maybe not as much Richard, but Ethan doesn't outwardly go and like go after people. All if he mentions somebody, all of his followers kind of descend on them, and he doesn't necessarily tell call them off or anything. And, no. and then he's just like, hey, just mute him. Uh, I don't know. People are going to say what they're going to say. Well, that, that you're talking about Darwin Cook's so, widow. Yes, and this is what this is the most recent thing that happened a few weeks ago. That why it got popped up on Twitter again, because it's been going on for a few years. Uh, Darwin Cook, one of the greatest writer artists of modern comics, died in 2016, leaving right. behind a wife, Marsha, about a week or two Marcia, ago. Marsha, 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 Martha. Uh, about, a, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, a Comicsgate affiliated Twitter user who goes by at Grom Comics tweeted that Darwin quote would have been hashtag Comicsgate. But that was after a video was released of Darwin Cook saying that he that he thought that comics were not written as well because they're running out of ideas and are doing dumb things like put like making people lesbians overnight. That's like almost the exact quote that he said. So someone heard that and said, "Oh, wow, that sounds like comics, Kate." Yes, yeah. So I, was that like an evil attack? I don't know. But then the the widow of of Cook, you know, of yep. course, is going to defend him yep. and came out swinging, and she was just like. He would have never been a part of you babies, you crybaby assholes. He would, you know, whatever. So they came back at her. And harassing her. Yes. Yeah, so yes. it was kind of like a comment that was maybe meant to be a little bit inflammatory, saying that, oh, look, look at Darwin Cook. He's saying shit. And there's multiple interviews where he says stuff that's kind of like that. But, like, his wife has every right to defend him and defend. He didn't want. Maybe doesn't want his her husband to be remembered that way, or maybe there's more to it. So, so um, yeah. So she goes back to Van Skyver and says, "You know, your friends are being transphobic." To which Ethan Van Skyver goes, "You should just mute them." 
Uh, and, uh, you know, my head hurts. Progressives were uh, perceived this callousness and refusal to denounce the users as, you know, kind of. He eventually did. Yes. And he, he wants to distance himself. So that's when top creators start coming out and denouncing Comicsgate for the first yeah, time. Yeah, Bill Cabbage was one Jeff of the first Lemire, ones. Jeff Yes. And more people have joined. Uh, so right now, here's. It's all out war. It's all out war all the time. The problem with the Twitter harassment. Between the 100,000 people that still care about comics. Right. And the small, (laughs) vocal minority. But the rules of the playbook right now are understood. Targeted harassment is hard to prove. And uh, plausible deniability seems to be the name of the game. So is playing the victim, which is what Ethan does. Now, at the same time. Ethan and Richard. Richard's the more outspoken one. They are stoked. You would think they're making their own comics. Then this should be over. It's fine. They they decided we're making our own comics. But people are accusing them of stoking the fire to sell their own comics more and using. Yeah, they're using this as an opportunity. They're using the trolls to, try, to profit. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we're going to use this whole outrage to fuel sales. And that's kind of fucked up, but they're being opportunistic. But at the same time. You got people like Mark Wade that are calling companies and shutting them down hmm. and and making like uh, like threats that like if you you're never going to get any of our people from the, the industry to work with your your company, blah, blah, blah. So there is that there's blacklisting uh, going on and uh, there's blacklisting going on. All I mean, they made a list of P- SJW writers not to buy from. Mm-hmm. And then now they're like making a list of all the people that are at Comicsgate and not to associate with them and to shun them from comics and and uh, conventions and whatever. It's fucking getting ugly. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. There's a naughty list and a nice list. Yeah. So, a- uh, Ruggs, how do you want to discuss this? Here's a, here's a point. It's I. So oh, we haven't even gotten to the discussion. No, look. Here's the thing. Uh, if this is specifically Marvel. My one, my main thing is like none of this makes sense because there are comics are for everyone, and there's diverse comics outside of. There's not just Marvel. Well, and that's DC. the thing. Okay, th- that was the big thing that the um that the people, the professionals, and that were working for Marvel put out. They put out this quote: like comics are for everyone. Yes, right. That's, yeah. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah blah. But now, if you think about that statement, comics are for everyone. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone is all of America, right? All of this country. There's a lot of different kind of people in this country. There's people who Correct. are who are not who are on board with uh, you know, there's people who are Democrats, people who are Republican, people who are liberal, people who are conservative. And half of this country or 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 almost half is on the other side of whatever whatever the other the other is. So, how do you how do you put any kind of political things in anything and expect the other side to like not be offended? So if you do something that's too right wing, then everyone else is going to be offended. Mm-hmm. You do something too left wing, all the right wingers are going to be mm-hmm. offended. So that's a that's like a quagmire of like epic proportions. And the only thing you can do is to not have any politics at all in the books. Which now that that's kind of boring. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. The comics. Are still but, allegories or for real what life. About, but what about if there's equanimity or there's, there's equality or there's some kind of balance where there's enough things that both people can like? So uh, I don't know if that's if not, I don't know if that's even an argument to make. I'm just throwing it out there right. that when you say comics are for everyone, are they really for everyone? Everyone, like when you have women that are protesting. And going into feminine protests, uh, and then people who are pro-abort, 
pro-abortion come along and they go, get out of our protest, you don't belong here, but they're women, you know, those are things that are like kind of like hypocrisy right there. If you're at a women's rally yeah. and then all of a sudden women that are conservative show up, they're, you, but they're still women, but you kick, they, they don't count. Right. I don't know. It's weird. So it's there's a lot of stuff that's going on that I don't understand. It's confusing to me. Yes. It's hard and, making heads or tails of it. There's no neutral stance in this. And I think that's what's missing because just like any, just like the politics in general, you have reasonable people on both sides. Uh, there's things that I agree with both sides. And then you have the extremists on both sides who are equally and, hateful and, and harassful to each other. Yes. That minority uh, is way louder let me, let me, than the As someone rationale. that just learned about this. Yes. This week. Yeah. Really? You <laughs> yeah. did not hear. You never came across anything comics gay, anything. It's been going on for a few years now. Well, yeah. No, man. Okay. I don't buy comics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is, Good. This is not even on my radar. And I think a lot of our listeners may be in the same boat, so I felt, I'm glad we broke it down. But yes, question or comment. I'm not No, just quick comment. The The rational side to this would be if you're once, and there's, this isn't even one side or the other. There's the rational side of they're shoehorning, they're pandering, yeah. they're, they're they're shoehorning things too quickly into yes to make them fit uh, this new wave of of being diverse. So y- yes, they are shoehorning things too quickly. And the other side of that is they're shoe the that you know comics have been for the most part pretty uh, Caucasian for mm-hmm. their entire run, mm-hmm. and and you know it's time to represent other races, and that mm-hmm. that's Which also. Is- Everybody can get behind, right? right. So both of those things, I, right. I think, are both See? But there's things a, you but, can get behind. Then the the other side of it mm-hmm. is the extreme side, whereas if you don't like diversity, you're a fucking racist, right? And the other side of it is these fucking women and uh, minorities don't belong in comics because no one likes them. <laughs> that is the absolute confusing sides of both sides, Anthony. Way to break it down. So, look, I remember we started seeing this about 2015, 2016, and uh, we would always, we would complain. Now, imagine you were out of comics for a, a, a number of years, and it's 2015, you want to jump back in, you go to your local comic book shop, you look at the Marvel books, Rugs, what are you going to find? You're like, oh, I remember Thor. Let me let me see what Thor's up to. <laughs> Well, you're not going to recognize the the current version. Oh, Thor's a right? woman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let, let Iron Man. I love the I, I Iron think, Man. And, and I think that that's where they went wrong. Yeah. Because I think that if you uh, even even some of the more crazier dudes in the comics gay community, I think uh, when you watch the his videos and stuff like that, he says he's like he doesn't have a problem with diversity. It's just when they're swapping out characters instead of making new characters he's like let's just we have there's so many white characters let's just diminish some of them and then bring new ones let's make new ones to fill the the, the void so not replacing right like miles not, morales kamala not, khan are examples of how to do it yeah right absolutely organically uh and look com- let me comment on this yes. I think there obviously there is better ways you can do it. I will never argue against making comics more diverse. Right. No, it's it has to happen. It, I think it has to happen. It's got to reflect our world. Even if it's kind of ham-fisted, I don't really have a problem with it, but there are better ways to do it. Um and and I see the other side's point on that or I'm not really on a side. You, no, there, there, that's the that's, that's the yes. problem with this shit yes. in the in the, the world in general. Yes. You have to like Always pick a side. It's so and binary. You... It's annoying. I don't yeah. like. That's what I'm saying. That if you listen to my uh, my essay, one of the things I say, it's like it puts you in a position where 
you're you're forced people are trying yes, to force yeah. you to pick a side. You're not really comfortable with with exactly which side you're supposed to be on. Like right, like why can't you have an opinion where like you yeah. agree with a little bit on this yes, and you agree with a little bit on that? That's what I'm saying. And like God forbid you like uh, align yourself with comics gate and these fuckers come after you. But you're all you're trying to say is it doesn't matter what gender or race the, the character is. We need quality stories. And that was their biggest gripe was you're doing this, but really the stories suck. The extreme comic skaters will point to, um, you know, diversity being a bad thing and hurting comics. And maybe, you know, the, the ham-fisted shoehorning, I think, could have done that. I also think it's the fact that the comic industry as a whole is it's just it's, it's a bad business in terms yeah. of... It's dying. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you're, you're, it's a dying industry because you're jumping into stories that have, hun- you know, hundreds of issues. Like, as a new fan, how does that even something you can jump into yeah now now i also throw in the fact that we are we just talked about subscription services where you're paying 12 bucks a month yep nine but comics are fucking overpriced they're very you're expensive paying three to four bucks five, an six issue now. Now it's five, for six one yeah. character yeah. yeah and to get this character's story you might have to buy a weekly or bi-weekly and spend six to twelve dollars or more on one character's story and the story Who has that kind yeah. of money and the story is like 20 <laughs> minutes in this guy's right. life and, and you're it, done and it's like, and it's, uh, a, it's tw- tw- what 24 pages <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell it is pages, it, it takes yeah. up 20 minutes of your time and you're done 15 to yeah, 20 take yeah. a shit and it's over yeah. right and so like, so the like the industry the business yeah. model as a whole yes. hasn't been good yes. for a long yes. time yes so absolutely i would point to that as a reason why comic book sales are so declining. this is great let's talk well, about a lot of different reasons about the decline but yeah that's rugs talk about the retailer's point of view because this is also an important factor when marvel says you know we are selling a lot we have the numbers or we're not that's great they have the number that they sold to the store what the number they don't have is how many of those books actually left the store in yeah, readers so hands basically you know i come from a background of being a, a comic book store clerk uh, Ooh, like Kevin friend. Smith. Really? What the yes. fuck? I thought you lived in a garbage can. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, I don't do it now, but I did it in the past. Yeah, yeah. holy shit. All right. I, <laughs> I I they, let a, they let a puppet behind there. All right, cool. Never this mind. is before the whole uh, the transfer. Oh, there. that's right. So, yeah, remember, it happened in my teen years. That's so, right. So anyway, so, um, <laughs> and I'm very good friends with people who own stores, and I talk to them about business all the time. So one of the things that I asked them, I, just out of curiosity, I'm like, which books are you buying or which books you're getting stuck with? And they even show me the piles of books that they have left yep. on, the, on the thing. Yep. And then they go, well, this is what you have to do. It's a speculator's market. Yep. Yeah. You have to, there all of these uh, promotions come out from Diamond Comics and say, you, this is the new bit, best thing. This or is going to be great. Order this. Yeah. And they're like, okay, if I order this book, am I going to get an audience for this book? So then the day comes out and nobody buys it. Mm-hmm. And, it sits on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Then they next time around, they don't order it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then I, and then he's like, "Look, I'm telling you my demographics. It's always old guys that are in here. Yep. You never see. He's like, you maybe see a, a few guys under twenty, but it's not a, it's not that many. And then women are 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 either coming in with guys or they're if they're coming in, they're it's like very very few. Yeah. And yeah. But if you're in like the metropolitan area, if you're in an area that's very diverse. You're going to get different. So if you move out to a, a, a suburb or something, um, you're going to see even less than that. So like if you're like in the middle of New York City, and you have a comic oh, yeah. store that's very, very popular. Very diverse. Yeah. People are going to be jumping into that store because they're, you know, it's for many different reasons. For the spectacle of it, to go into this big, crazy store, you're going to see all kinds of people. But you can't use that's the exception. 
But you would think so, with the MCU doing as well as it is, it would increase comic sales, right? You would think that is not the case. No, yeah, yeah that is not yeah, the like case. The popularity of Marvel is at an all-time high. Yeah, the biggest movies ever. Yeah, the past year, their sales should be sh- through the roof. And it seems to me no. the problem is instead of Diamond distributors and publishers, I mean, it's just Marvel. It's mostly Marvel. Marvel and Diamond listening to their consumers. It's the flipped. Well, They're telling the retailers uh, this is going to be big instead of listening to the readers and making something that well, they think is going to be big. Let me comment real quick. Yeah. Rugboy had mentioned an international audience earlier. Yeah. And I, th- I, I didn't know if he was getting to this, but I think Marvel and even DC, I mean, they're both international companies yeah. now. Yeah. So I know that, I don't know what how comic book sales, if they even sell anything internationally. They have, but, well, they do. They have translated okay, versions so, so, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, they have to be international. Mm-hmm. Like they, 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 like not only is it good for um, just social, you know, social social awareness, but they need characters that look like other people in their comics if they're going to be international, right? And, you know, they're, if they're going to be in China, they're going to be in, you know, well, that if you go to India, there's Indian Spider Man. Yeah, there you go. So they, they, there is a, there is that appeal too, or that uh, factor of we're inter- we are a global business now. Right. It's just the execution of how they were doing that. And I think DC did it a little bit better. Because if you remember, they had the, the new 52. They were like... But th- th- don't you think that this is like... Okay. Um, the market speaks, right? Yes. Who buys it, right? Yeah. Right. These books should be... sell if, if these books are what the world wants, they should be sell outselling everything. Well, what if they're written like crap? That's their that's their argument. But, and they kind of like even Miss Marvel, who you say is yes. written really well. She's, is, yeah, it's not selling. She's selling like twelve hundred, mm. you know, twelve hundred a, a month. I would go back to pointing to the fact that comic books are too goddamn expensive. Do you realize in the forties they in were twelve thousand? In the forties they were selling millions of comic books. In the forties and then it's, like it's in been the a 60s. dying industry for a long time. Yeah, now, if you could do like six figures, you're lucky. Why? I mean, why would you? Why would you buy comics? Tell me, tell me why well, you bought comics. Well, well, I bought comics that, last week. Tell, no, tell, make, but tell me, as a young person, why would you go into There is no reason, no reason to right. buy them. Yeah. There yeah. is yeah. no yeah. In the essay that I did on Patreon, I also pointed this out, is that Marvel doesn't give a shit about Marvel Comics no, anymore. They don't. It doesn't matter to them because so many more people saw Infinity War than will ever read a comic yep. book. Dude, the fact yep. that little kids are running around talking about Thanos blows me away. There's merchandising. Yeah. There's cartoons. Yep. There's so many other ways to get people into this IP that comic books are always going to be the the stepchild. It's not going. It's, it's going to be an afterthought. It's basically just a IP yep. breeding it's a ground. testing testing platform. Comics yes. went from being the cash cow to now being the ancillary business for these companies. Yeah. and and that's what it is. And and so it's crazy to understand that like something that you used to. <laughs> do as a hobby is now diminished in such a, in such a way. So a lot of these people are upset, but they don't know why they're upset. And it's, and this is the way it's I'll tell you why part of it is I think uh, Zika posted uh, an interesting comment on, on our Facebook group about how this reminded him of the new Coke incident that Coke had. Oh, I remember. And I read the whole new Coke wiki and it's similar. And they covered in business. That's going to be in the Coke versus Pepsi. But the main point is Coke did not realize what kind of an emotional attachment people had with the yeah. original brand. That when they just fucking flipped it and replaced it, people lost their shit 
because the, now you've taken, we don't like change. We're humans. And a lot of humans don't like immediate change. They've taken stuff that I've loved and you're like, now the Hulk is Asian. Okay. Like the, that's this the, is, yeah, this is the same thing. That's on a very not much, the way, much, much smaller, scale. right? Not smaller scale, but that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to add new characters and develop them organically. And, and this was something we had seen in the past few years with, and why everyone kind of stopped well, buying comics. it's human nature. I mean, if you tell someone, hey, go change right now, right. like do this oh, yeah. without giving, human nature you know, does not, without yeah. giving an in, a reason why or yeah. giving like a, a, a way to like ease into it. That's just the way humans are. They're not yeah. going to just change because you say, hey, change. Yep. Yep. And uh, there's a great video. Uh, I just want to shout out some points in this video. It's called Comics Gate and the Lost Art of Storytelling. From a, uh, he's a screenwriter and a writing teacher and a comics fan. I'll post the link in the show notes. Basically, he's like comics have always been political, right? That's everyone's argument. Yeah. However, yes. the way Marvel used the politics uh, in in these last few years seems more like rhetoric and not storytelling. You want to recontextualize the issues into the the, the organic story, but they're just transferring it to a character for no reason. For no organic story reason. He brings up the point that it's allegory versus metaphor. Allegory is a strict. It gives no thought to the narrative. Everything is a symbol for something else in the real world. Metaphor is more loose, has more breathing room, more nuance. You could play with it. So when it seems like propaganda, it kills the magic of fiction. And that's basically what the problem with Marvel's uh the way they've been doing things is. It's just the, the stories. They haven't been thinking about the stories. Like they don't care. The stories have been sucking. They've not been organic. They're, right. They're, instead of preaching the issue, they should just present it. Look, to I, don't, I can't really speak to how good the comics are mm -hmm. because I haven't read them. Right. Yeah. But well, all said, I know yeah. is I've lost interest yeah. in Marvel because of what they did to Spider-Man, which has nothing to do with politics. That's the one book I still buy and read. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> but that's but it could be something that simple. Yeah, it has that nothing to do with it. It has right. nothing to do. You know, with it politics. doesn't have yes, to be like yes. I didn't have like this political like uh, thing. I, I never it wasn't even on my radar until I started reading all this fucking Twitter shit. Right. But like I'm sitting there going, I'm reading Spider-Man and I don't recognize the Spider-Man that I like. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with they made him whatever. Right. Like they just the guy just didn't have that didn't understand Spider-Man the way that I did. Well, they're writing what if issues as the actual canon. So the can there is no canon, yeah. you know? So um and we talked about how Spider-Man had a linear story to a certain point and then, and then it stopped being linear and, and they they kept on resetting it and everything had no stakes to it Instead anymore. Of having, just, like, never, we should have had a married Peter Parker, married Jane, and maybe he's got a kid and he's like father Spider-Man. Yeah. But they well, reset what, it, take everything back and uh, make him Tony Stark. But the point is sometimes you stop reading comics because the, the comics just are not representing the character right. that you like. All right. Whether it be in the writing or it, it could be a, they, they could change the costume. I mean, they, they made Spider-Man in a black costume Dude, when that and then happened, they eventually went back their to their the, yeah and they went back to the original costume it's not like he's still wearing it they had to make it into like venom okay so like uh, sometimes people want what they want people want what they originally wanted and i understand that like a lot of these characters are white because a lot of the guys who were in the industry were white and they were writing what they know which is being white but like um and now it's now you even have the quandary of 
can you write a character if you're not that 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 demographic? Well, look, am I? You know, they, <laughs> are you allowed to anymore? Their argument is like these people. Who's the, they? Uh, the comic skaters, sea okay. gators. Uh, they have claimed that these people got their jobs because of not of their ability, but of who they were. You know, right? Uh, but this has happened in science fiction. But my counter argument is somebody has to write their first comic book. Like you got to start somewhere. Well, yeah, I understand that. But like, do you remember Imran when you're in art school and everybody was trying to break into comics and how hard it was like, oh, almost yeah. impossible? Yes, yes. And you had people who could draw really good yep, and, and they couldn't make it and, and they got turned down. Yep, yep. So I'm like, it used to be this thing that was impenetrable. And now all of a sudden, like, oh, you hear like everybody's story like, on Twitter, like all of these artists were coming and saying, no, it's not that hard to get into comics like anybody can do it. And I, I didn't even write. Uh, I didn't never never wrote, never wrote a comic book in my life. And I just anyway, Neil Gaiman said I just I never wrote anything in my life. And I wrote comic books. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know it was that easy. Like that could have <laughs> fooled me because yeah. everybody that I know that tried and had they're very talented. Wait, what got, was the like, Neil Gaiman thing? Did he also did not write a comic before he had his first comic book job? Right. That's what he said. Right. That was yeah. Okay. And then everybody else, all these other writers came out of the woodwork saying, "Oh, I didn't either, and I yeah. didn't either." Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well. Holy shit. I'm like, if they only knew what I knew. Some, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> how many people I've seen get chopped down in their prime trying to get into it that were very talented? I'm like, I don't know. On I mean, the it, other could hand, be true. I, it could be true. I'm sure that I'm sure that there are exceptions. Like, I rule, like but. seeing diversity in the staff of Marvel. That I think that is a step in the right direction. Look, they have to do yeah. it. Uh, whatever you want to say, it's probably whatever you're saying is probably right. Yes, it's probably easier. Maybe it is. But it has to happen. It's gonna like, happen, and you can't. You just can't fight it. There, yeah, because they're they're not. They don't give a fuck about comic book collectors. No. they're trying to write IP to make movies out business. of, to make cartoons. It is out a of. business. They're trying to see. Yeah. All right, maybe these voices will now uh, coalesce into something that we could put on TV. Yep. Maybe this yep. coalesce yep. a toy line that that ki all kids will want to buy. Comic books do not matter anymore no. in the grand scheme of things to Marvel. And well, let DC. me ask you this question. This is something I thought of while uh, doing all this research. Do you think the superhero mythology, because this is what it is. It's our modern day mythology, the superhero comics. Do you think the mythology has outgrown the medium of the comic book? And now it is for the medium of the visual, well, the TV and the movie. And then it'll it. be something like, else later. A superhero was such like a silly thing. Right. Like 20 years ago. Like before Michael Keaton, Batman, yeah. like even Superman was considered to be a little bit silly, but it was done so well that they, people were they in awe of it. they did it seriously. They took it yeah. seriously, which so, made the difference. So for a while, it was just like, yeah, maybe once in a while you could do a super superhero movie. But now that they're doing it mm -hmm. every year, we got fucking 12 movies yes. coming out next year. Yes. <laughs> and there's no sign of slowing nope. down, really. I think the, the medium they're is viable. The, the, yeah, they're as yeah, viable yeah. as they're ever going to be. Yeah. And that's not to say there are still great independent comic books with great stories. Uh, yeah, there's be... no reason for comics gate. That's the one other thing no, I want to yeah, say. There's no reason. Because there's a million independent comic books that are just people writing whatever they fucking want yeah. to write. Right. There's no reason to go, oh, we're going to start on. Well, just go and get an independent comic. There's that's web what I comics, do. but you can create your own comic yeah. and put it out now. Kickstarter like, has tons of independent comics. This comics thing is just a way to. It's just a way to shine a light on like the anger of of these fans. Yeah, these, they're just angry. A lot of them are, have uh, you know problems with or maybe they're bigoted and they have maybe a, some kind of racial issues. But at the end of the day, it's 
the bottom, what's at the bottom of it is anger. It's anger. And uh, they're just, this is the way that they're deciding to uh, exercise. I mean, I should write a song about it. Let me answer your question, Imran, because it kind of ties into a point. I was trying to figure out how to weave in, but I can't until you ask that question. So are comic books, are they, are are these characters better in a different medium? Yeah. Basically what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say actually, yes, they are better on TV or on in movies Mm -hmm. because of something Rugboy had shared with me, mm-hmm. and it was the success of manga versus comics. Oh, I forgot to watch that video. I gotta it's put very that. Good. I gotta watch. I'll put that in the and, show and notes. And I watched it. I was like, "Ha ha!" So what was the is, gist of that video? The gist is manga. The stories end. Yeah. Yes, it's and not an ongoing fifty-year thing. Enjoy a beginning to end. That's basic storytelling. Comics are, don't have a beginning to end mm. in terms of the traditional Marvel mm-hmm. or DC. Mm. And it's impossible it's, to carry on a story that long right. without getting it repetitive right. and whatever. Exactly. We talk about Walking Dead all the time, how they should have fucking ended yep. it. Yep. You know, with movies or TV, I mean, you can recast, yes, but actors get old. Yeah. Actors want to move on. Yeah. Actors want to do new things. But that's like you got James so Bond. So that, yeah. that is how you can end a lot of ah, these things. Okay. You, can end, you can end The Dark Knight because Christopher Nolan wants to move on. Yeah, he's done. You can end... The X-Men series, you know, you can end the Spider-Man Raimi series because he made a bad third film. I would you know? love it if comics were like uh, shorter runs. Yeah. That ended. But this is what people but that's, also. But that's the, the fatal flaw in comics yeah. is they don't end. So then as a new reader, you can't as begin. the years, be, yeah, as the years yeah. pile on, you can't begin. I mean, it's exactly like daytime soap operas. Like the fucking story has been going on for 50 years. And unless, when the characters end, but, like yeah. once the the actor's done, he's done. Yeah. His, his the, thing about, the reason why comics, I feel like, will always have a place, though, is um, yes, it would be great if the stories were self-contained stories that you can just jump in and grab a few volumes and get the whole story, and then you got it, you're done. Mm-hmm. But the thing that a TV show can't do, when even most movies can't do, without spending ridiculous amounts of money, is put you in another place, right? Just by flipping a couple of pages. I mean, well, the, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying get rid of comics. No, the media. No, 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 no. I'm saying shoulder, that the yeah. art, the yeah. art form, is right. such a great art it is. form. Yes, and you can really do anything that you you can imagine. I mean, think it. about and like that's one of the most special things about it. When Jack right. Kirby started drawing all that cosmic shit in the Fantastic Four, and like it blew people's minds. And I think that that's great too. The whole apotheosis of something that was in someone's head. Yeah. That was on a page for years, and all of a sudden it comes to life on screen. Yeah, and that whole journey is just fucking amazing. But I, I still, I agree with you. I still think comics is like what is the strongest medium for storytelling because of the low barrier for entry. Because all you need is a piece of paper and a pencil, and you can do anything, go anywhere you want. There's no uh, limitations, and no well, that, other medium what's, can what's do that. What's great about comics is what we're seeing play out. You know, the last twenty years is yeah. we're seeing. As Rugby mentioned, the the evolution of from TV to mm-hmm. or from paper to mm-hmm. the small screen mm-hmm. to now you know video games and 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 big screen and now you got Avengers with sixty characters making over two billion dollars like that's that's all awesome twenty two interconnected and these are, these movies. are characters that yeah. you know began in the sixties and the seventies yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is all awesome and it's all due to comics I'm just saying the bar- you know the the the, the, the barrier to entry is very high in yeah. terms of a, being a fan of comics there's a lot of hurdles. To being a new fan. Yes. And it is kind of scary and overwhelming to a lot of people. And I can see that it's not the most inviting. But at the same time, I was just an idiot kid and I got into it. Right. 
So like, how come I was able I to navigate? I got into it too it? with the. I had to. But, I, I got a whole bunch of well, old the, comics. The, and the reason is comics cared about getting you into it. Mm. Now, as you mentioned. They don't give a fuck because there's the, <laughs> it's because it's a fucking pimple on an elephant's the profit ass. margins are way low. Compared <laughs> it doesn't matter. That is a good yeah. point. Anthony. Yeah. Damn, I didn't think of that. They, they wanted you in. Yeah. Now they don't. They don't. If they, they get yeah. you in, it's cool. If they don't get you in, whatever. We're making a billion dollar movie. Yeah. I mean, it. I, I thought it was a sad day when I bought my last superhero mm. comic. I was just mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm done with this genre because um, it's just I feel like that it's. It's more of a product than it is art. Yeah, it's become was corporate my, yeah. for Marvel and DC that specifically. That was when I kind yeah. of, when I'm like, this is just another fucking way to fucking sell this book. You're just trying to market this to me, and I have to fucking get like four other books that I don't give a fuck what? about, and I have to buy another. It's just ridiculous. That's so when like, they started relying on event comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That didn't help. That didn't work either. Like, this is all like really just specifically Marvel, and you're right, this comic scene well, thing. Well, DC too, man. But, D- uh, but I think DC of it as but, well. Yeah, a little bit. But I think of, DC of event comics and all. I'm talking just about. Yeah. The thing is that DC's not as successful as Marvel with its other stuff, so it it cares more about its content. I think right they now. figured it out in the in the sense of they had the new Fifty Two, and then they had the backlash, right? And then they did Rebirth, and basically they were like, "Oh, you didn't like all that new shit? Well, here's all your old characters back." And sales went through the roof. Everyone was very happy. Marvel tries the same thing. It doesn't really work as well i got one last point before i i don't know enough i don't know enough to keep commenting yeah um at the end of the day this is really an argument between a minute yes section of our country yes of our of of society very small very small yes but it is a bigger it is a more reflective of just society as a whole right now and the, the divide that there is in terms of being things being so goddamn binary and the harassment on both sides is horrible like this like obviously you know you don't want to condone this and it doesn't need to get to that but people have gotten their 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 rage out that way and and then been kind of uh to to keep going i think it's very unhealthy when you have this polarized way of thinking on both sides yep yep yep. that if one person doesn't think the same way as you you gotta just fucking destroy them yeah and um it's crazy. What sucks about that too is like growing up in this era now and, and you know, having this be a thing. Like I have to like stop myself and be like, all right, calm down. Don't get mad <laughs> when you see one thing yeah. and get like, Oh my God, this group of people sucks. Like, yeah, calm down, read a couple things. You can't help, but, but do that, but you're but right. You can't help, but do yes, that because, because you're trained now. Like, right? to be like have a reaction right now. Oh, right. What's your goddamn opinion? Yeah. What is your opinion? Yeah. Like, there is a narrative that is, most of the way we get our news is there's a definite narrative to it. Right. So you have to be able to see past some of that stuff. You have to like, you have to kind of like almost withhold your emotions and withhold, like even making a decision about anything until you get everything. And that's hard to do. It's like so hard to, get the real story or the, right. get what what's actually worth getting mad the, about. What When I was collecting all these links, and if you go and read these links from the different sites, I found a couple of things very interesting. The the media, the main media site, like Daily Beast has a great article on this, the Vulture Inverse. These main media sites all have a similar narrative, and they are just like, this is a hate movement. They're bigots. They're harassers. They they're racist. Other things. Right. Now, if well, you're know, obvious, right. I would say 75% of media is, is liberal. Yes. It's very liberal. Right. So then when I went and I looked at some YouTube videos from just individuals, I was surprised to find rational, reasonable discussion about 
you know, why this is bothering people, why this pandering and this injection of uh, progressiveness in Marvel is, and and even the comments were very civil. I was like, holy shit, that's well, crazy. You, I, in my brief research for this, Comicsgate was coined by the side that's against it. So they they labeled a bunch of people mm-hmm. in this one bucket. There you go. Like there you they go. already they created that bucket. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the well, that's the, thing. the like, comic skaters have... that created their own bucket. It right. was the the other side that was like yeah. you all suck. You're yeah. in this bucket. Yeah. You have this one yeah. dumb redneck dude yeah. that is making videos on YouTube, and then all of a sudden he's on a national TV show. Yeah. 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 Like being uh, painted as like this is the enemy. Like this is we have to stop this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's a nobody. Why are you making him into <laughs> like turned, somebody? Yeah, they're turning. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's That's a good big, point. but big leader. Uh, like, yeah, the boogeyman that you need to have. Like, it's and I'm not defending this guy. This guy's a total piece of yeah. shit. But I'm just like, why are you giving this air? You gave this you gave him need... power. You yep. you empower. You yeah. put him on. We just ignored all this shit. I didn't even know what Comicsgate was yeah. until I saw this thing. I was sitting there watching and, Jim Jeffries. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is oh, this? That's where you first heard it was the Jeffries. Well, no, appearance. That, I've heard of it before, yeah. but I didn't think it was a thing. But these guys are yeah. using this to sell comics. Rugs, there's another great point you made that I want to bring up is the hip hop. We talked about manga, but the hypocrisy of fandoms. Yeah, it's very hypo- hypocritical. So, talk to us about what what what's popular in anime right now. So, <laughs> anime is like anime is fucking popular first. Huge, of all. and it, with the kids, it's getting more and more popular all the time because, like, you got Pokemon and and Yu Gi Oh cards and stuff is the gateway. Yep, and like Dragon Ball Z is the gateway, and once they get in, they find they, Crunchyroll, it's over. Yeah, they find Crunchyroll or they. They watch the Netflix stuff yeah. that or the or the now Hulu like too. Yeah. Amazon's got it. Yeah, Everybody's Hulu got it. it now. Yeah. Parents don't fucking know or whatever what their kids are doing, but anime is full of sex and <laughs> and you're talking about okay diversity none. Yeah. All right. They're all like either talk about whitewashing. Yeah. Everybody's either like uh, you know uh, Aryan or right. blue eyes, yeah. or, generic or Caucasian, hair. generic Caucasians, yeah. and like you know whatever maybe some. That are like that are Asian looking or whatever, you know. There's there's basically either or, right? It's like fifty fifty. Uh, women, they're in like schoolgirl outfits that with the skirts up their butt, Low cut, constant shit. crotch yeah, shots, yeah, yeah. And like they're wearing, you know, basically nothing. Their tits are bouncing around. In in, in regular like an, anime that's like on regular TV, <laughs> you know, it's just like on your Netflix. So there's so many fans of anime, and and you go to a anime convention. There's girls cosplaying. They're loving this shit. Where's the but outrage? There's no outrage. Where is it? They love it. They love it because they love they love anime. They love everything about anime. The sexuality. They love the freedom of it. They love. Let me all guess. That the stuff. stories are probably pretty good. Good quality. Characters yeah, sure. And stories. The characters. Do you think? I'm just maybe why I have no idea. This is the only thing I can think of. Do you think it's there's no outrage because it's made it's thought to be all be made in Japan, so it's like, well, they don't get it. It's they not, they're not well. They no, it's like it's not that they don't get it. It's they're not white. Oh, so it's not the same matter. standard. They don't have you to can't be. you can't get mad at, as mad about something if a non white person is not that could be it. true. That could be true. You can't be also, like that's fucking racist if a black guy made that. I think it's starting now. Mm-hmm. You think so? Okay. I think it might be starting now because people are pointing out the hypocrisy of it, and they're like, "Well, we better get on this now." Mm-hmm. 
So, <laughs> and then the Japanese people over there are like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a fuck." Yeah, right. This like, is like, this, who cares? Like, they're like, "This is our way of life, and you could suck my dick." Like, right. you motherfuckers neutered us. We couldn't have a military for fifty years. We need to do something to pass the time here. I mean, culturally, <laughs> they're so different that they 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 don't care. But that's the great thing about uh, like anime. It's like it's it's kind of reminds me of how comics used to be, where like people just loved it because they got it. Mm-hmm. You know, like. People like Marilyn Manson at one point because they got Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. They're like, I understand mm-hmm. this. I understand. Mm-hmm. So they don't expect Marilyn Manson to be for everybody. It's meant, but now what they're doing is you're taking Marilyn Manson and they're making it for everybody. So it's 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 kind of like along the same lines, and it has to happen. And Comic Skate didn't need to happen. Those are the two things that I could tell you at the end of the day. Listen, uh, creators don't need to be harassed. We don't need any kind of fucking online tro- like it's it, it, this this should have never happened. And, and like, just don't buy it. Exactly. Like that's the easiest that's way all. to express yourself done. in a capitalist society. But yeah. like, do what I did. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I don't like Spider Man. Fuck him. Like you know, I don't like the way he's writing it. I'm not buying it. And you know, uh, you're not going to stop the the death of comics. It's going to. Like Marvel's gonna keep it afloat, like the comics division afloat, because it needs a place to try out ideas and try out characters, just to, as like a kind of like a little breeding ground, testing ground for artists and and ideas, and it'll still be there in that capacity. But it, don't expect it to be what it was, because it's not. The world has changed. Uh, yeah, it wasn't gonna. Uh, Marvel's stay, impact has changed. It wasn't DC's gonna stay impact the same. Has changed. Yeah. The ubiquity has changed. You could get it. I mean. You don't even need to buy comics anymore. You could just get, get bootlegs and read them on online. Right. There's literally thousands of sites that have like yep. free comics on them. There's torrents um, out there. Yeah. So there's torrents. There's so many ways to get comics. You don't even have to buy them if you don't I think DC to. has another good example of a character done well uh, in Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz, Green Lanterns. Uh, I thought that was also very organic. Made a lot of sense in the lantern mythology. Yeah, there's plenty of lanterns. That's the great place to roll yes, out. You could, they could be anybody. Everybody could be yeah. a lantern. Any kind of uh, person could be a lantern. Yeah, a lantern is just something that any. But, there's like so you many, guys said, a, it's just ironic that this is such a small group. It's so specific to Marvel in this age, and like they just latched on, and they're it, so it's, vocal. It's still, it's small. Such a small group, but it's showing exactly how society is with yep. every issue. Yep. It's a, it's a look, microcosm there's a, there's, of uh, yeah. yeah. There's shitty people the everywhere yeah. you look. Yeah. All right, but the thing is, the degree of shittiness is not the same. <laughs> you know, there's a guy who cheats on his wife. There's a guy who skims money from the business that he works at. There's and then there's a guy who probably you know does really fucked up shit, like you know harms animals or whatever. But like. They're all different degrees of stuff. So it's like you can't paint everybody with the same exact brush. Yeah. 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 And we've um, become so binary and it's reflected in this. And when you have that and you have like the thing is like I'm like a guy that I read both of those things. I'm like, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yep, I'm like, yep. I don't why don't why why isn't there more of people like that? Yes. But it doesn't seem like when you read Twitter that there is that. Like they're just everybody's like Suiting up yep. and getting ready to go into battle. I mean, a lot of it has to do with just the nature of Twitter, also uh, adding fuel to this. Well, fire. It has to do, do with that, and as I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the, the person we have in office is ready to go to battle mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that doesn't help. It at do, all. You know, that doesn't help at all either. When mm-hmm. the guy, then, yep. When you when you got the guy running the country, going ready to 
throw missiles at a no- moment's notice remember, via Twitter. Remember when you would say something on Twitter early on and you would just be like, oh, who cares? It's Twitter. You can say whatever you want. Like nobody gave it any credence or, or, or weight because it was fucking Twitter. What happened to those days? Like, Well, that's the thing. Twitter is a huge look. The social media and Twitter is a huge proponent of this. Like that, that is the vehicle for this stuff. Yeah. And we were talking about um, how Twitter is like weaponized and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, we also found out like recently through an article by the Washington Post about like a Star Wars mm-hmm. and how, you know, someone did research and kind of tallied up like all the tweets that um, people were spreading hate about Star Wars on and spreading hate to uh, uh, what's her name? Kelly Tran. Uh, Rose Tico. Rose Tico. Kelly Tran. Was that <laughs> Kelly Tran? I oh, Rose right. is the I... character. Kelly Tran is the actual actor. Yeah. So basically, if you look at the stats on that, um, there are a lot of negative tweets, but they those negative tweets are not necessarily hate you. They're just like they don't like the movie. They don't like the character. Which used to be criticism. Like the, which used to be criticism. When you actually take hate speech and foul language into play, it's like a small percentage like almost like I don't know what was it six percent Imran I don't remember I don't have the numbers up anymore. Yeah, no, it was it was a fraction of all of them. But I will put this chart in the show notes. It's a very interesting uh, analysis. So it is a small vocal minority, so loud. minority that's having so much impact. Yeah. yeah, and you have to learn to just be like, okay, that's just bullshit. That's just noise. You got to just fucking drown it out. And that's the only thing you can do. And yep. and you have to be more level headed. And like, the, there's no reason this comic skate should exist. No, it should. There's no fucking reason for it. It's uh, it's now they're just using it to make make a little bit of cash. But uh, I think, look, listener, if you have any questions, the, uh, and this thoughts, is the only reason. Yeah. Let, let me just close yeah. this out before you close the show. The only reason comic skate should exist yeah. and will exist yeah. is if comics are not for everyone. So if you if you're a person that is not like progressive and you want to be in the comic book industry and then they don't let you make comics because you're blacklisted, yeah. then there's a reason for comics game. Mm. Mm. But if that, if, if you can work in comics and no one will bother you because of your political leanings or your opinions. And you, if you're an artist and you're, you're hired because you're a good artist or you're a good writer and you don't put your, your politics into the, into the comics or, or preach it or try and influence people with your things, then you should be allowed to work. I mean, Ethan Van Scriver is still currently employed by DC. They really haven't distanced themselves from him. That once his run ends on this Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns, I don't know if he gets another job. But like, if he's he still gets, working there. If he gets shut down, I mean, that'll just be the proof. Oh, that'll right fuel there. all of this shit. So, yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. Because there's plenty of people on the other side that are doing it, and they're not getting fired. Everyone, so, let's come to the middle and write good stories. That's all. We just need quality <laughs> so stories and characters. If comics are for everyone, and they should be for everyone. That's all. There are so, for everyone, and there's varied versions of comics. Like, you want to make your alt-right comics line and brand, you have every right to. Just don't buy it if you don't agree with it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that's the way the way it works. If no one buys that shit, no one should. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Then no, they can't make money off of it. Right. I mean, in a capitalist society, that's the way you you decide what stays and what goes. Yeah, I mean, you, that's the way we speak with our dollars, and uh, it's just weird that um, yelling. I mean, like it's weird because 
as podcasters, we sit there, we comment on stuff, we get we critique stuff, but we're just putting it out there in our pockets. We're not throwing it in someone's face, right? right. Or and directly going see, uh, like, and attacking. Yeah, them. going on Twitter and fucking harassing somebody is completely different than giving criticism. Now, when they say that what we do is bad, commenting on stuff and we're against whatever, then a, we're in a, a different. It's boat. a slippery slope. By the same time, these guys should be able to control their followers and pull the reins in instead of kind of uh, turning a blind. Yeah, they have some responsibility to it. They have Absolutely. to exercise it. They have to be sensitive. They're not on purpose is what it seems. And I just want this shit to end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. So look, uh, now, you know, you might see comics gate shit pop up. You know a little bit more. I think it's going to keep going for a, for a while. Great discussion. Let's get to the mailbag. Oh, there's a mailbag. Got a comment from uh, Chocolate Tane. Our buddy Tane Reese writing in. Hey, guys, quick note. A comment was made about how the yellow emblem on Batman's costume doesn't make sense for Ninja hiding in the shadows. I believe he's referring to Chaz's comment from the fanboy's guide to the DC universe. He says it's there to draw the bad guy's gunfire. The armor is the best on his chest. And I forgot about that. And that does. That's a good point. Yeah, I did remember that. Yeah, that is a good point. In some Frank if you have thing. to have a target, make it where the fucking uh, armor is the best. Uh, Wes Cranford, uh, Yank from Down Under checking in. He says, hey, guys, haven't touched base in a bit, so here's an email. First of all, no more speed pipes or base pipes or whatever. God, I did not enjoy that at all. Seth was right. Sounded awful. Let me pause here. I didn't think it sounded bad. People... They don't like the sound of their own voice. The first time you hear it, it's weird. I think he sounded fun. I think you sounded like a lot of fun. I would love to hear more of uh, that that enthusiasm from yeah, your you voice. Fine. Yeah, he did not sound awful. Uh, love the DC show. Was surprised, though, that you didn't talk about the animated stuff from DC, as they do that extremely well and infinitely better than Marvel. I've rewatched Batman versus Superman, and though riddled with fault, it gets more enjoyable as I rewatch and let go of my hangups. Some really good shit in there. Same with Superman. Also, I'm pissed off because I can't get DC streaming down here. Fucking regional laws. Uh, pause here. Sorry about that, Seth. It's uh, it's only in the U.S. This DC. That's Wes. You're talking to Wes. Uh, sorry. Who did I say? Seth. Oh, he said Seth. It is kind of sucks that the DC streaming is only U.S. for now. We'll let, now. We'll let you know how good it is. He says, I have a gut feeling that Captain Marvel is going to not be good. Hope I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. We just saw some fucking great photos. Anthony, I do isogenics, and I found it to be really good for me. I hate that it's network marketing and refuse to sell it, though. Also, yes, if I don't do my paddling and general exercise, I'm into a workout app now called Bodyweight. I feel guilty, and with my, and I suspect your lifestyle, you do have to balance partying and junk food. My motto is <laughs> toxins in, toxins out. I like that. That's good. Uh, quick comment yeah. on that. I said, did I mention on the Patreon or this main show? That uh, doing the pay- on the I main show the main- last okay. week, yeah. That you're doing the experiment the is already over. What? What happened? Oh. I've done, I've done th- three packets of pills and my stomach was feeling so you're like talking I was about the throw on it, the Joe Rogan's oh, yeah. on it full. Pa- I, think, I think I did too many. I think I did too many supplements. I think I went from cold turkey to too many. Like twelve a day. Yeah, you got. It, it was like you can't uh, just introduce. Anthony's walking around. He's green. Uh, it was like what was it? how many? Like ten, twenty, twenty, twenty pills. Jesus 20 more pills? Christ! So all of a sudden uh, you're taking from no pills to twenty pills in a day. Uh, yeah, and the third day you're probably shitting grass, aren't you? The third day I, I was. <laughs> 
felt nauseous it's just the entire hay. day. It's just dry yeah. fucking hay coming out. Then. So I have already written to return the supplements. Oh man, you got. Uh, you should have just started with the Alpha Brain. One yeah, thing. Yeah. Next, I know. I know better now. Just start with one supplement. I do appreciate the enthusiasm. You're like, I'm all just in. Take with creatine it. and get it over. Yeah, creatine. Yeah, when all in and all or all out. And I'm all, all, out, all out. Well done, Anthony. Uh, Imran, I saw your video. He's talking about the one from the comic book convention. And man, your beard is distracting. But I see. <laughs> he didn't mince words. He just went right in there. I see why you have to keep yeah. it as you have a boyish face. No disrespect, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can I just tell you that? Man, your beard is distracting. I fully agree. He's absolutely like in the video. It looks like my face is out of focus, but it's not. It's just the facial hair. I love it. So I love it. I'm going to watch that video uh, now. He says, uh, he continues, I'm still waiting for some more reviews, maybe animated year one, or what the fuck Justice League. Rugs, have you had a Savlaki from the Astoria Street Vendor yet? Really miss those? Have you? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, you three really keep me laughing, and hopefully one of you can- They're delicious. He says, hopefully one of you can come down under. Wes, I would love to come down under, and I'm going to visit Australia. Oh, shit. I'll do both of those things. Uh, okay. Finally, our buddy Lewis Paz. We haven't heard from him in a while. Checking in via voicemail. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Lewis. Um, I'm sure by now you guys have already covered the whole Captain Marvel deal. Um, the bomb that Entertainment Weekly just dropped. Everything looks fantastic. I think the scrolls look amazing. They don't look like Piccolo. Piccolo has antennas <laughs> and a round head. Uh, if we're talking about the cartoon. In the series, but whatever people have their own opinions. I think it looked great. Um, I think they perfected the aging older actors. I mean, Sam Jackson looks amazing as his younger self um, with hair looks amazing. But anyhow, I just wanted to comment on that. My question is about the upcoming Iron Fist season two um, dropping on Friday. The Daredevil comic book writer, Charlie Soule, he's been writing it since 2015. Um, I've never missed an issue, um, since Frank Miller actually. So I'm a hornhead. That's what they say. Nice. Um, but anyways, he uh, mentioned that they're going to include Sam Chung, which is a character, um, that he created that eventually becomes a sidekick to Daredevil and kind of like his protege. Hmm. So I don't know if you guys know anything about the character or not, but if you do, and if you look it up, um, I'm curious to know if he's going to become blind spot. Geek boner in the uh, in in Iron in Iron Fist, maybe in the later upcoming Daredevil um, season, um, whether they he'll have a suit or not. Um, I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are on that character being included. Oh, well, thanks, thanks for the I message. Got, I got my thoughts. Okay, well, well, first of all, good on you, Lewis, for like buying Daredevil for so long. Yeah. Like that's great. Uh, it's like me and Spider Man. What are your thoughts? That is so deep cuts. I have no idea. What okay, the fuck, Sam? Okay. What, what the fuck is a Sam Chung? I will tell you, Samuel Chung is... This is interesting, because they're using Typhoid Mary, which is another Daredevil villain. Sam Chung, another Daredevil villain. And indeed, Samuel Chung is going to be played by Yale School of Drama alum James Chen in this new season. Who is Samuel Chung? He's a new character, like he just said, introduced yeah, in 2015, 2015 right? by Charles Sewell. He, this is great. Like, okay, here we go. Diversity in comics and diversity in the medium. Sam is an undocumented Chinese immigrant with an invisibility suit that he built out of cheap over-the-counter tech from a bodega who fights crime as a superhero blind spot co-created by Sewell and illustrator Ron Garney. Uh, Matt trained blind spot similar to like stick trained 
him, his eyes get gouged at one point by this uh, villain Muse, and he loses his eyesight, but then it kind of comes back. But I, the, the design of the character is very cool, and uh, the invisibility thing is cool. So I don't know. He will be in there. I don't know how big of a part he's going to play, and will he become Blind Spot and cross over? But Blind Spot Sam Chung is in season two of Netflix, which is out now as you are listening to this. Did you guys watch any of it? Nothing yet. No, it's uh, it's not out for us yet in real oh. time. In but it listener will be out time, in the listener. Oh yeah, it's, we're in the past. We are in the past. Yeah, we're not we're, in the we're, present. We, when you listen to us, it's yes. like looking at a star. It is. In our <laughs> present, it's not out. But in your present, it is out. Figure that shit out. Right. Uh, so early reviews have come out a lot. I, well, how do we be one of these reviewers? People got the first six episodes. Who do I have to fucking blow to get this uh, fucking access? Uh, but they're saying it's an improvement over the first. Not a huge one. A little bit better. But anything is going to be better than the fucking first season. Yeah, you got nowhere to go but up. Yeah. So, you think if you went down to blow somebody, they'd be like, they'd look at you and be like, but you're about to go down on, and they're like, wait, 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 stand back up again. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> you, you, what's your beard? I don't know if I. What, 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 what the fuck? Wait, wait. Already... Let's just. Let's just get to the meat of this. Would you actually blow someone in? Uh, for maybe not for Iron Fist early uh, access, but definitely. No, but you would blow someone. <laughs> if like you'd blow a guy. If. No, no. If yes or but no, would what? you blow a I gotta guy? Get something for out any of it. circumstance. I'll do anything once. Fuck it. You probably already did it. You close your eyes. It's fine. I, my point is, the guy that would get receive. Yeah. Like wait, wait, wait get back up here. What is going on with that face? Because I want to, I want to do it. <laughs> He's like, why is your beard white? I didn't even ejaculate yeah, yet. Yeah, what the when, fuck's going on? I just wanted him to do it so I could hear the story and laugh at it <laughs> on this podcast. I, if I was being offered a lot of money, I would need yeah, to get I'd some. Do anything once. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> that was my motto in college, and it continues to be my motto in life. How do you know? Until you've tried something. How do you know? You don't, you don't know until you know. You don't know until you know. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now, uh, my other point is uh, the Iron Fist season two is out, but I feel, have a feeling a lot of people are going to be busy playing the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game. Or, or the replaying Black Panther. Or watching Black Panther on Netflix. But the the, the Spider-Man game reviews are out, and uh, on Metacritic, it's like, uh, what is it, 80? It's like 87 uh, and it's got great reviews. People saying everything from this is like the best superhero movie ever, a uh, superhero video game ever. This is definitely the best Spider-Man video game to uh, on, on the other side. They're like, look, it doesn't really uh, do anything revolutionary, but the story connection to Peter Parker and the emotion in the storyline. And I, from what I understand, it's like its own mythology and origin and universe and story. And they've, they're going to change some things. So like this could be its own movie. It sounds fucking fantastic. I'll be watching some fucking streams. <laughs> You're just going to watch. I'm just going to watch I want to play this so badly. Maybe maybe somebody gets me this for Christmas, even though I'm a Muslim. Uh, have a heart. Uh, help a nerd out. <laughs> help a nerd out. But all the- oh, you mean one of the fans sends you one? I don't know. Patreon up. birthday gift. Look, but look at all the shit that's... Uh, uh, you want to appropriate a white person's holiday? Yeah, of course. Benefit. Yeah, that's what you do in Trump's America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm behind this 100%. Look at all this content, though. Enjoy Iron Fist Season 2, the Spider-Man game, the DC Universe streaming will be out. Uh, Predator is out. It's uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, 
to enjoy. Is this like a three-hour podcast? This is long, man. We're done. Uh, Before we (laughs) peace out, I do have to mention we got a Tee Public merchandise sale this week. If you want to get yourself a T-shirt or some fun uh, stuff with our logo on it or a Geek Boner T-shirt, 30% off everything September 12th to 16. Get it. Uh, Rugs, where can they find you on the on the interwebs? You can find me at Really Rugboy on Twitter, and and where else? And he's in the Jock and Nerd Facebook group. Oh, you're another reason to join the group. And finally, listener, tell a friend, share the show, uh, subscribe, give us a review, all that shit. Turn someone on to the show this week. We would appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Ah, yes. I see that you know your judo well.